<laughs> Coming in hot there. I played a full match of uh, Walker Assault Mode or whatever just now, and I won. Did you play that first? That was the only thing I've done. So I went on there and I played Walker Assault because if it's Star Wars, what's most associated with Star Wars? The Hoth battle. Well, so that's I went straight for that. But the very first second you tap that you want to play Walt, uh, Walker Assault, it yells. Yeah, I at said you. I don't care. I know. I, I it's like I just went in. <laughs> B, since you haven't done it yet, it yells at you and says like you should probably play the other mode a little bit first. They're lying because I did. I did fine. We won. Um, but yeah, you, you gotta. Sort of these walkers are just moving across the slowly moving across this large space, mm-hmm. and you got to work to keep them alive as the battle sort of moves with them. Yeah, I, and it, it was pretty. Good. I could have told you the second you said you won that you were the Imperials because they always say, win. If you're on both teams, win. you're supposed to keep the walkers alive. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, I'm the Imperials. Um, first of all, straight up, I know it's like I remember everyone's everyone at least on NeoGap. Everyone's very excited about the fact that there's no more scope aiming. Hold on a sec. Turn this down a little. Yeah. It is, okay, everyone on NeoGaf is excited about how there's no more scope aiming. Like, you can't just aim down scope and kill everyone. I was doing that. Yeah, you hold down left trigger, and you zoom in and look down the reticule, and I was doing that the whole time. Yeah. I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, mm. just because the graphic doesn't switch to showing the scope of the gun, I mean, you're still zooming in with a reticule. And I, I don't know. It didn't feel any different from any other game to me. Just hold left trigger to zoom in and shoot them in the head. I, I did that the whole time. I, I had a 10-kill blaster streak at one point. And then after I got 10 kills, I got um, a, a turret that I could place. And then I placed the turret and got more kills. I mean, it was very – it's it's nothing incredibly new. It just kind of wrapped in a Star Wars stuff, which, you know, it's fine. Um, I'm playing on PlayStation 4 where – it runs at 60 frames, so I'm always excited anytime something on the console runs at 60 frames. I admire that. But in terms of just the raw visual quality, it's not that impressive, really, at least not on PS4. Um, on PC, it's probably a lot better. You should play the other game mode, because that's on Sullust, and there's lots of rocks and stuff. It looks a lot nicer than the snow in, on Hoth or whatever it is. Oh, is, is yeah. Sullust the other one they were showing that looks, like, all canyony? Yeah. At one point, I got killed by Luke Skywalker. That was the low point of the match for me was when I was just rolling along, and suddenly I'm dead, and Luke Skywalker's flying around behind me swinging a lightsaber. So that was the low point See, for me. See, my high point was actually killing Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Were you just in my match? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was just a snowtrooper, and I was up on like a little hill, and I'm just shooting down at Luke Skywalker until I finally killed him. That's all it takes, there, guys. There's, there's a point when the battle, the battle sort of moves past the entrance of the base, which is like that famous Hoth garage thing we, mm-hmm. were, we all know. So I ran in the front with the other snowtroopers, and we're, we're storming the base, running in there, going through the hallways and stuff, and blasting rebels. I, the only way the experience could have been more complete as like a child of Star Wars is if I actually heard the Imperial troops have entered the... But I didn't hear that, so, so I can only give it an, an 8 out well, of 9. I think that only happens when you play as the rebels. Right. Yeah, but shouldn't you be able to hear that over the speakers? No, because... I want to go in the base as the Imperial troops and hear Imperial troops have entered the base. Imperial <laughs> as that guy dies. <laughs> no, wait. He goes Imperial troops have entered the base. Imperial troops have entered the <laughs> yeah, and then he, like that. And he's done. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best part. And then you can set up the you know in um, you know when 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 uh, Han, Han Solo and, and Leia are getting into the Millennium Falcon and trying to get it powered up, and C three PO gets in and everything. And they're trying to get it powered up, and she's like, should I get out and push or whatever? And then the stormtroopers are sort of sieging the Millennium Falcon. They set up that little turret. You can That's yeah. the same exact turret you can set up in this level. So uh-huh. it makes the same choo-choo-choo noise. So, like, the, the game is, like, full of all the Star Wars wrappings you'd want. And the, the sound design is probably the strongest point because the visual design is only 
you know, the visual design seems okay. The IQ of the game seems okay. The frame rate's great. Um, but the sound design is where it stands out the most, I think, so far. Hmm. The other, the other stage definitely looks better. Play that when you get a chance, because I was a little disappointed by Hoth after I saw it. Mm, it doesn't look good. I mean, it's cool when you stand near the walkers and like they they step in the snow and there's a big footprint and this ground shakes. That's that's pretty cool. But I think part of it. Now I'm curious. I'm curious to try it on PC. Part of it's that the yeah. Hoth stage is that much bigger than the other one. I think like the Sulla stage is is big, but not that big. There's no. There, I don't even think there's vehicles in that stage. So now I'm, I, why. Why do the Imperials always win? Like, because um, they have ATATs. Yeah, but shouldn't it be balanced so know. that everyone has a fair chance? I've to never win? seen. Well, look, I played for an hour and a half now. I haven't seen the Rebels win one. I never saw a snowspeeder, and I never saw Luke Skywalker grappling up the side of a AT, a, uh, ATAT. What? And why is it Jedi Luke? That that bothers yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it bothered doesn't me fit. since they started showing it. I want to see Luke emerge out of a crash snowspeeder mm-hmm. and then grapple yep. up the, the bottom of an AT-AT. That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> Instead, it's like Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker yep. in the black outfit yeah. and the green it's lightsaber. It doesn't make any sense. He shouldn't even just have like a, a green like a lightsaber yet. Nope. He didn't make that yet. I, I, do, I understand that the Battlefront games have always had sort of silly mashup elements, but but still, I mean, I, I'm immersed in the Battle of Hoth. I have everything except for the guy on the speaker saying I'm Primal Trimson. I don't want to see the Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker flying around with a green lightsaber. It doesn't make any sense. In another match, I did almost kill Darth Vader, too. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> that would have changed. But, uh, would... but he, he choked me out just before I got him. That would no longer have been canon <laughs> under the new rules anyway. So, <laughs> Random funny. rebel guys like, I got Darth, guys. <laughs> got him. The end. <laughs> the whole thing just Move ends. over. <laughs> him go, got him. I got him. Yeah. A screen comes up and says, the end. <laughs> Could have happened. So, are you gonna? Are you, you gonna? Play have you game? unlocked the uh, tauntauns yet? Are there tauntauns? I haven't seen any. No, I, don't I don't think know. so. I think he's making that up. I also, I never saw Snowspeeder. I, I never saw Snowspeeder doing the the tow cable thing, and I never saw Snowspeeder at all. I mean, are there any? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if it's a if it's a way to um, make it work on the consoles or if it's like this on PC too. But it seems like to get into a vehicle, you actually just look for an icon. You don't like walk up to the vehicle. Yeah, I don't. That's how it is. I don't, I don't like that. I, I don't you should like be able that. to go in the vehicle and take off. Yeah. That that's yeah. how it should be. So I, I'm a little. Here's a here's the thing that bothers me the most. When I think of the Hoth battle, I think of the snow speeders zooming around. I don't think of really X-Wings and TIE Fighters flying around. Yeah, and the Y-Wing. And that's what's going on. Like, uh. X-Wings and TIE Fighters are flying around, but you don't see any snow speeders. Yeah. I don't understand that. Maybe it's a But beyond thing. that, no, that's just how it is. And, and for the other thing is, if you remember um, in Return of the Jedi, towards the end when you see the X-Wings going by with the fireworks, like, X-Wings are really fast. They fly by at 1,000 miles per hour. Yeah. They just zoom by. I mean, in this, they're sort of slumbering. They're sort of just gliding around above you slowly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's been a problem right. with Battlefield forever, though. Like, the maps are too small to contain how fast jets and stuff should go, so they just make them go slow. X-Wings and TIE Fighters making all the X-Wing and TIE Fighter noises, but they're just sort of gliding around slowly above you. It just, it, it takes you out of it. So if, if I if it were up to me, I would just not have them in the level. Just keep it snow speeders only. Yeah. Well, especially if it doesn't make sense for them to be in the level. Like, why have them in there? And yeah. in, in Return, Return of the Jedi time travel Luke shouldn't be there either. Yeah. Like, I don't think time tra- what if What if they, fi- what if you get to Return of the Jedi level later? And Luke goes back in time to fix something. 
It's <laughs> and that explains it. <laughs> All of a sudden, they add time travel to Star Wars just to make up the reason why he's in the beta in the wrong outfit. And that becomes canon. Yeah, because everything's I, canon I, now. I kind of get the feeling that we're gonna have to brace for a lot of ridiculous stuff in the in the game, though. I'm sure like Boba Fett's gonna show up in all kinds of crazy places and and so on. So, yeah, I don't know if they they must limit what heroes show up and what maps, though, because like General Grievous showing up on Hoth wouldn't make any sense. No, neither does it. It makes just as much sense as Return of the Jedi <laughs> I guess Luke. So. Yeah, I guess it so. doesn't make any less sense. Yeah, it's anachronistic no matter yeah. how you. Because Luke has it. the green l- nice one, B. Okay, Beef, or Luke has the green lightsaber. He doesn't get that until after he loses his first one at the end of this movie. Right. So I don't. So that makes no sense. The only things that it, this might it, it the little thing at the beginning didn't say Battle of Hoth. So maybe they're back on Hoth. Everybody's in the same. Everybody's <laughs> in the same places, there, guys. Yeah. Same places. Maybe so after they evacuated Hoth, later they sneak back yeah. there and make another base. This is between maybe, Empire maybe it's and like a reenactment, like they do Civil War reenactments. Maybe, but wait. For it also, to be I would have that Luke. It has to be after the cut scene at the beginning of Jedi when he makes the lightsaber, but before Vader dies. So why before Vader dies? Because Vader's in it too. We should check oh, to right. see if he has his robot hand glove or not. I didn't check. I'm sure he does. After you kill him, by the way, he just kind of like he does that. Uh, um, what's it? Qui Gon thing when Qui Gon is waiting behind the uh, the force field, where he just kind of like kneels down and waits. That's what Luke does when he kills him. Hmm. So every part of him is invincible except for his hand. <laughs> um, no, I, what was I gonna say? But yeah, I was also expect. I was also hoping to see little imperial imperial probes flying around, going rada da 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 da, rada da da da. Yeah. Rada da 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 rada da da da. Well, they only needed the that one. Either. They only had the one there. If I remember playing the N sixty four one and the probes were flying on everything, <laughs> so. and there was a huge one that you had to fight. Oh wait, that was Super Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was Super, Super Star, Star Wars. Wars Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> that was awesome. Those games were ridiculous. Like the Sarlacc that was uh, thirty feet tall. Yeah, he was an Audi. Is Boba Fett like canonically alive after Return of the Jedi or not? Do we know? I don't think we know yet. We don't know yet. There was a comic where he got out, but. I have a feeling the fan service is going to be too tempting for them to have left that on the table. That's just my thought. Yeah. Because yeah. Bubba Fett's one of the most popular characters. So yeah. They're not stupid. I'm kind I of thinking that too. Happening. I don't know. Because I remember being a kid thinking, just sort of fantasizing about Bubba Fett getting out of that Sarlacc pit <laughs> when I was a kid. I was like, he does. So there was a, I'm so glad you said getting out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. <laughs> he does kind of go down like a chump. Especially yeah. when you see, like, he's based on the, the clones they, and he's supposed to be a badass. I think they wouldn't have done that had they known he would be so popular later. Right. Like, when he went down like a chump, they just thought he was another dude, basically. Well, he, but he showed he up. I mean, he was in Empire. Then he was in, like, the... Well, first he was in the Christmas special. Was that first? Was that before Empire? <laughs> and then he was <laughs> in Empire. <laughs> and then he was in Jedi. Well, you can say... Boba Fett doesn't speak much in the series. Like, almost never. The only time I can immediately – there might be other times, but the only time that can immediately comes to mind when he goes, what if he doesn't survive the process? He's worth a lot to me alive. Then Darth Vader's like, the Empire will blah, blah, blah. You remember that part? Yeah. Does he talk any other part than that ever? I think he says, <laughs> He does that. When he, when he falls into the pit, he does that scream. <laughs> I'm, now I'm interested in knowing, is that his only line in the movie? When he says the Han Solo thing, I don't know. I'm I'm sure someone's 
like screaming at the screen or phone or whatever they listen to podcasts on right now telling us <laughs> screaming about Bubba Fett. Yeah. He, I always thought it was cool that he wasn't like everyone's so scared of Darth Vader, but Bubba Fett's not scared of Darth Vader. Well, he got he's like, he got, you got to give me my money. Yeah. He's like, give me the loot. Bitch, where's my money? He did get the extra scene in the special edition where he like, he's kind of hitting on that woman in Jabba's palace. What? I don't remember that. He did. I think I purged the special stuff out of my head. Yeah. He does like that thing. He does like puts his hand under her chin kind of thing. Uh, that's vaguely familiar. It's kind of rapey sounding. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like here's way. looking at you, kid. Yeah, it was more like the second one. <laughs> way less rapey. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Fett sort of has a history with Darth Vader because Darth Vader's friend chopped his dad's head off. And then Darth Vader killed his friend. I don't know. Maybe that's how it made it okay. <laughs> Darth Vader's friend chopped his Darth, head off. The Mace Windu chopped off Boba Fett's dad's head right. while Darth Vader looked on. Right. Darth Vader was like his friend at that point. But then later Darth Vader kills Mace Windu. So I guess it all mm. is It's right. a small world. He didn't really kill Mace Windu. Really the Emperor killed Mace Windu. When, when, uh, when Boba Fett picks up the helmet of Jango Fett, or the head of Jango Fett, I always yeah. thought that was, like, a strangely grotesque part I of the I think they showed, didn't, isn't there, like, a quick blip of, like, something flying out of the helmet when it goes flying? I think I that's supposed know. to be Because he's picking up his dad's head and looking at it. I always thought that was, like, a really dark moment in a movies that are otherwise silly cartoons, those prequels. Well, the, uh, the cartoon, at least, um, what are the two cartoons? Rebels and Clone Wars. Yeah, Rebels and Clone Wars, they both get pretty dark. Like, we were watching, we've been working our way through Clone Wars, um, and just all of a sudden it gets dark. Right. It was really weird. There's an yeah, e- but picking up your dad's head and looking at it dark? Um, there's, yeah. There's an episode early on in Clone Wars where the, uh, like the battle droids, they basically murder a bunch of clones up in space, and I think they suffocated them or something, and they make a joke about it. They're like, it's, I think they pretty much say, like, oops, and those guys are just now <laughs> floating dead in space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of a PG level of cartoon, I guess, and you can do that in PG. Yeah, like, the, the way they kill some people, like, there's a guy, I don't know if it's in Rebels or Clone Wars, but these two Imperials, like, either jumped off a bridge or were thrown off a bridge or something, and it turns out they had both caught themselves on, like, part of the support for the bridge and one of them's one of the main bad guys and you know it gives us this cutesy cut to them like oh they're okay they hung off then he kills the guy and he kills the guy he, yeah. he like <laughs> pulls <laughs> the guy off and flings him off into the pits like holy shit yeah because it's not telegraphed at all no I never understand like movies where bad guys, whenever they get upset about something, they kill their their lieutenants or their subordinates or whatever. Mm-hmm. That does always seems dumb to me. I mean, don't you need your your troops and your people to be like loyal to you and stuff? Oh, there's a lot of that in Rebels. There's another it one actually. Make any sense. I, that's the one that, in movies and TV and stories in general. I just I always think that's odd. Like like the the bad the villain should direct his anger at the good guys, not just killing his own people all the time. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, your your own people would would be working to to subvert you at any time if they were always afraid that you're going to kill them they would hate yeah. you yeah that's how a guy you don't want to be fragged hated. that's when you frag yeah, you want you want your staff and your your dudes to be loyal to you not to hate you uh-huh. there's another scene in rebels kind of towards the end of the first season i won't say who it is but yeah the the one guy brings in two of his subordinates who he thought screwed up 
Yeah. And then they pretty much just get sabered. Yeah. Yeah. They don't show it, but so if you're the if you're the guy and you work for a guy, he's always killing anyone who messes up. He sometimes people get killed even just because there's bad news and they didn't mess up. <laughs> yeah. What, what would well, be your? You wouldn't want to help him. You would. You'd be looking for any way to screw him or I mean, to ki- get him killed. Darth does that in a. Yeah, the Empire. Movies, so. at, it, I know, I don't like that either, but at least you can sort of understand with Darth Vader because he's all-powerful. Like, who's going to be able to kill him? Yeah. So he's, he's not like got magic some powers. random, like, lieutenant mm. or something. That is pretty yeah. badass, though, when he says, apology accepted. Yeah. Dude's just dead on the floor. Yeah. I don't like that. Ice cold. Why is... I never understood the part in Empire Strikes Back when they're chasing... The Millennium Falcon and the two Star Destroyers almost run into each other. Like, how would they do that? Yeah, that actually happens a couple times in Rebels and or. Uh, These ships move Clone are very Wars big too. and move they're, very slowly. Yeah, there are multiple occasions where the ships are just way closer than would make any <laughs> tactical sense. It's like this this five mile long ship somehow snuck up right next to us. Yeah. I mean, Come on, and they have they presumably have computers and stuff. But whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever. It is cool in uh, Battlefront, uh, the Hoth stage, walking underneath the AT-AT and like looking up. And it does give you that, and then getting shot in the back. You'll get shot someone. in the back, yeah. You will be shot. I, I don't know. I had fun. I mean, at very first, I was thinking like the first thing that happened was I got shot in the back. So I was like, <laughs> oh, Bob, Bobby was right. I hate this. But then I got a ten kill streak, and I was like, this is all right. So, <laughs> the amount that I like the game kind of depends on how well I'm doing at any moment. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It 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 depends. It completely depends on how the match is going. Other and times I was having fun. If I get that, if I play again and I get that turret that I can place, if I unlock that by getting a kill streak or however I got it, I'm gonna set it up inside the rebel base so that I can feel more like I'm in Empire Strikes Back. I wish there was and more. I hope that I can hear that sound. I wish there was more in the rebel base. Like that should be a whole level just inside Echo Base. Yeah. And you want to hit you. I forget if this happens or not, but I want it to shake and snow to fall from the ceiling and stuff. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, Maybe that happens in the PC version. When I saw some of the, the PS4, supposedly PS4 footage, I mean, not on Hoth, but somewhere else, I mean, there's no way that that was PS4 because the the, the visual quality of the characters and stuff in, in this PS4 version, it's just, it's nowhere. I mean, it's not even close. To yeah. And, and I understand, listen, Game with a lot of people running around and running at 60 frames. I get it, but come on. That was a lie. It definitely doesn't look like that footage, but the other map looks a lot better. Than yeah. Most. Like, before we started, Bobby was asking me what platform I was likely to get it on, and I said, I don't know. Ask me after the beta. Because the, the eye candy is a huge part of it for me. Yeah. But not wanting to deal with Origin on my computer is another big part of it. It's not a thing at all for me. I don't like having another thing launcher on my computer. I have enough launchers as it is. Yeah. I already Adobe, I already Adobe even Oregon. has a launcher now. I have an Adobe launcher which houses all of my applications. Like everything has a launcher, and I'm tired of it. Beef, what video card do you have there? Forty-seven ninety. That's that's. I don't know if that's a thing. Is that's, that a real thing? <laughs> Forty-nine seventy. I, I feel like it's 40. it's some combination of those For, digits. Wasn't that like a isn't that like 12 years old? There's no way you still use that. Hold on. We both got that, and I think it was well, in 2003. It turns out I'm on my computer <laughs> right now, so I can check. I Be, think. Is yours better or worse than an R9 290? It's below a 290. It's the old numbering before they started calling them 
those numbers. It was a four-digit number. I'm, I'm going to have the edge on you the, in Battlefield. The 290 is the, it's the recommended video card. Yeah. The recommended specs I'm for definitely this. below that. I was looking at the specs today, and I'm definitely below the, uh, the recommended specs. Here's the the problem is I like to generally play games on the console on the PlayStation Four because that's the ecosystem I like and I like my friends lists and achievements and all I just like it all to be in one place. But on a Battlefield game, it's so full of unlocks and it's so full of presumably like add-ons you have to buy like little DLCs. Seventy nine something, seventy nine hundred <laughs> series is what it says. You want it all to be in one place. You can't split up your battlefield between two systems, two two platforms. You need to have it in one place. See, I was all so set. It's a hard call. I was all set to actually just buy a new video card for this because it's Battlefront. Like this is one I was kind of planning to anyway. And, and you the... took two steps and got shot in the back. You're like, no. Well, then I wasn't... <laughs> he cancels the order. <laughs> yeah, you know what, new egg. Uh, no, but then when the I played the PS4 one and found out it was sixty frames per second, that was a big deal for me. Like thirty on the consoles versus sixty on PC, plus it looking way better would be. That's no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, like, even though I said the quality of the visuals isn't that great, like, the most important thing is that it runs at 60. That's for just about any game out there. Um, so, like, that's... If it runs at 60, I can forgive a lot. I also feel like being right up on top of your monitor would help for this. I think a lot yeah. of the getting shot in the back is because I don't even see the guy that far away. I, I, st- I like... Even though I understand that a mouse is more accurate than a controller, I still like playing with a controller. To me, it's not even the accuracy. It really is like the TV is, you know, 11, 12 feet away from me. Yeah. Sit closer. I'm a little intrigued because this will be the first Battlefield-ish game I've played since playing Destiny. What I like, the only fun I had in Battlefield 19, or not 1940, whatever, whatever it is, okay, Battlefield 4, was when I was following Beave around and Beave was doing really good. And so some of his success pulled, like, poured onto me. And I was like, he was like, I'm going to set up here and I'm going to do this. And I was like, oh, help, help, And I was following him around. <laughs> I, I, I want to I extend that experience in the Battlefront. Well, then you're, you're, you're probably looking at getting the PC version. Oh, so you're going to be on PC. I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to try the beta on both. Oh, can I get the beta on PC right now? I think so. Oh, holy shit. I got to do that right after the show then. I want to see what it looks like. Is that a thing? I'm going to type furiously for a second. I think it it is. Obviously, I'm going to have to get Origin. Origin. See, it won't even make sense for me, though, because if I was going to get Battlefield on PC or Battlefront on PC, I'd get a new video card. Yeah, but don't you want to follow Beaver around and help him out? That's the thing. I only saw that you could partner up. Like, you could follow one dude. I didn't see squads, at least in the beta. I don't think there are squads. Ah. But you may be able to group up somehow and then join in the game together before i I started the i also don't think we'll talk on pc like there's a chance we'll actually chat with each other on ps4 when we're playing it says hold on the starwars.ea.com says uh i lost it it says beta will be available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC Dude, via Origin. It, it's a, I'm on Origin's site right now, and it says play now. It's open beta. It's ready to play. It says it right now. I'm on yeah. PC. All right. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll download that right after the show. We are Me definitely too. giving away when we're recording this episode. So this has to go out pretty quickly. Yeah. So, But this is one of the weirdest things. Before I ever got the game, like, I didn't know much about it. I just know everyone on NeoGAF is 
just glowing over the fact that woo, so excited over the fact that there's no look down scope or whatever or iron sights or whatever you call it for, for one thing who cares like why are they so excited about that and for another thing it's basically the same you hold down left trigger and zoom in with a little targeting I think, it's the same thing i think people are excited because that's how the old battle friends were Right, but you, it's effectively the same thing. I, I spawn with a stormtrooper gun, and I'm looking down the, the scope, and I'm killing people by zooming in. I, that's all I did. It's, it's driving me nuts. Like, why are they so excited? It's, it's basically the same thing. I can't answer maybe, that question. Maybe the, maybe the gun has to have a scope for you to be able to do that. You're fighting with people who aren't here, because I haven't even read that thread. Yeah. You're arguing... That's what everyone's been saying since the unveiling of this game. Everyone's like, oh, no, no, look down scope. Yes! Yeah, I remember people being excited about that. Everyone's viewing that as a positive, and I'm. Not, who cares? There are bigger fish to fry than whether there's a. Doesn't that wrap up NeoGaf pretty much though? Yeah, yeah. Totes. The only the only like balancing factor I can think of is the only reason maybe I was able to do that is because my stormtrooper gun has a scope on it. So I guess that would make sense. Oh yeah, you got to be but... careful with that, by the way. So I got whatever rank four or something and got the next gun. It's shit. It's shit compared to the stormtrooper gun. Don't do it. <laughs> stormtrooper gun just shits on people yeah. you can't you can't just pick what gun you want like what class or whatever it's weird you have to there's no class as storm yeah you're either just imperials or rebels but you unlock weapons use well basically by ranking up but the first ones you unlock are just the other guy's weapon like you can use the rebel gun that the rebel is defaulted to but there's no point i don't understand why but um just use a stormtrooper gun it's the best one yeah, it's like I'm. I was sniping people from across the whole map with the stormtrooper gun, like right from the start, but like getting so many kills. That's the problem. That's what I didn't like because on Hoth especially, like I'm just getting killed from all directions. Somebody on rebels. It, it didn't matter. Like somebody would be in one of the turrets and I'm dead. And somebody would be in an ATST. I don't even know how they fucking got in an ATST and I'm dead. They they stood over a little icon. <laughs> they found that's the icon. how they got in it. And they're not even obvious icons. It's like kind of hidden. You're like, is that an icon for something? Yeah, I, I never understood that. I mean. Part of the experience should be, like, getting into the vehicle, and it's like, Rawr. But the vehicles in the base are just props. They can't be Yeah, into when it. I, the first time I spawned in the base, I saw the snowspeeder. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. I walked up, and it's <laughs> Snowspeeder <laughs> time, baby! <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a mistake. Yeah. You know, Dak, I feel like I could take on the whole... Fuck, it's just a prop. <laughs> just pushes it over. No! <laughs> I know how you feel, Dak. Oh, shit. This is finally my knowledge of, of Empire Strikes Back is useful in a show. I can make jokes. Finally. So this isn't the only, like, nostalgia trip we've gotten this week. Because also, Transformers came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and this is from Platinum Games, who made Bayonetta 2 and all that, and Metal Gear Rising. So it's got kind of that same feel. But So I've been playing it, and here's another game that runs at 60 frames. The The... Overall presentation is really cool, but the raw visual IQ, especially of the environments, not all that great. Which is fine, especially since it's got kind of a simple cartoon style. But yeah, it runs at 60 frames. It plays really well. It's really tight. Um, level design leaves something to be desired, but it, just beating up dudes and shooting dudes and stuff is fun. And uh, playing as Red Alert's really fun. You know, you're basically sideswipe, but I put the pre-order bonus thing and I turn him into Red Alert. And it, like his voice changes into Red Alert's voice too, and he says Red Alert stuff like. That's a nice touch. Like yeah. So. So I'm red alert, and I, I equip a. I have this gun that works really well. So I'm playing the game basically as a shooting game, and it's. I've gone through five chapters that way now. I'm um, just mostly just shooting people, which is also interesting because before I ever got the game, I thought 
it was just straight up brawler, but you can play it as a shooting game basically if you want to. Nice. So. Yeah, I've only beaten chapter one. I finished it this morning. Uh, it's fun. I like it. It's exactly what you you, you summed it up pretty well. It's kind of it's kind of plain looking, but I think that's just not only does it help with the sixty frames per second, but I think it's just lends to the the visual. Uh, you can get past a lot of other visual. shit if the game runs at sixty frames. Yeah. You can forgive so much. I wish more developers would would pay attention to this and and like like for example, um, the Tomb Raider remaster on consoles like that runs at 60 frames on the ps4 so it's awesome like i immediately just liked the game because of that when i before that i just kind of felt whatever on the game maybe you'll like the uncharted uh, re-release that that's not gonna oh the re-release thing um i, I don't plan on getting that i never liked uncharted well there's so. 60 frames now but so maybe yeah, that'll make you like it when you're playing transformers it's like so full of cartoon references i don't get all the references because like the bulk of my cartoon series watching was when I was so young. I just don't remember all the specifics. Um, but but yeah, it's like play. It's like it's like watching an old Transformers episode, and and every few steps, it seems like you're fighting another like like um, boss Transformer. Like you're you're fighting another named guy. It's like you're not just blowing through the levels fighting generic guys all the time. There's tons of of like actual characters that you're fighting all the time. Yeah, you actually fight Megatron twice in the first level. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to fight him again later. I'm on like chapter 5 now. I think there's seven chapters. I'm not sure. Okay. Though. I, the other thing I liked, and I had no idea this was in the game, was after you beat the first chapter, you kind of end up at uh, at your home base there, whatever that's called, right. uh, the Ark. And uh, it's there's like a whole... Beeb, you would actually like this, because it kind of reminded me of that... Remember that Castlevania, the Symphony of the Night kind of game that was online, though? And yes. like you play through the same levels, but you get new weapons and stuff. It's yes. kind of got that. Like as you play through the level and you find these chests, which are sometimes a little more hidden than other times, uh, you just you kind of get generic weapon. It's like Destiny, where you get like uh, whatever those orbs are called. And then when you get back to the Ark, he you know decodes them and finds out what they are. Ah. Sometimes they're more rare than others. Um, but that was a whole aspect of the game I had no idea even existed until I got past chapter one. Um, there's another cool thing where there's stuff called tech, which are just like augments and you know to your character. Um, but you get those by basically gambling. You either put it's like an R and D thing, so you put either a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, and maybe later more, into like this little mini game thing where you have to stop the arrow like when it hits a certain spot. And if you do, you unlock like a better weapon than you would if you didn't stop it in the right spot. And then so... those. So you're your telling character. me it sticks pretty close to Transformers canon. Yeah, I mean, remember by episode two or three, they kept giving him, uh, kept giving Wheeljack money, and they'd play the minigame? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of that, the gambling going on. <laughs> it sticks really close to that. Yeah, it's like a loot game, too. And, and, yeah. uh, and you, it, so you're leveling up your characters and stuff, and, like, you level them up by putting XP, which is, like, the same currency used to buy stuff or research tech or whatever, um... But all the stats are nonsense. <laughs> it's something that this is this is the part where I'm like, okay, they didn't actually put that much importance into this game because the, the whole stat system is nonsense. It yeah. doesn't make intuitive sense what the stats do, and it's not explained in the game. You have to go look up the manual online. All right, should to I find out what it does? Should I read some of these off, by the way? Because you yeah, said, I'm trying you to find it. it. I got it right yeah. here. It, it's in the it's in the show notes. Yeah. So by putting stats in strength, that affects your health. Well, right. wait, I, I think... That makes a certain... That's okay. I can accept that. Uh, First, right. we have to say that there are eight different stats. Okay. Because that kind of... That defines the scope for the mm -hmm. craziness we're going to talk about. So, if you put something in... I'm guessing it's intelligence. 
that affects your ranged attack power. Okay. It affects like your gun shooting power. Yeah. Now this is the only one that makes sense here is speed affects attack power when you're in vehicle mode. That makes sense. Why why does that make sense? Because the faster you go, the harder you're gonna hit when you're in vehicle mode. Yeah, but why not say yeah. it affects your speed? Because your speed doesn't really matter in the game so much. I like, think it might affect your speed though, I'm not sure. But like the actual speed you go when you're in vehicle mode doesn't you, you get it to might, max because it says quickly. what your top speed is on the right side. Does it? But you get there pretty yeah. quickly. Like even the, there's some enemies, Beav, where you have to go into vehicle mode and like back up a little bit and like ram into them to okay. break their shields down. But you don't have to go back very far. You get you hit top speed almost immediately. So at, yeah, and you, at the least that could be worded better. And after you finish off a combo, you can push the right bumper and turn into a vehicle for a vehicle hit yeah. for some reason. But because it's transformers. But it also says something else for speed. Uh, basically just all the vehicle attacks, like rush attacks and vehicle attacks and reversals. Okay, the reversals is what you were just talking about, where you back into them. No, reversal would be, I'm guessing, when you tap the the same button, though, as the, the vehicle mode button. Um, you slow motion dodge? Yeah, and you do your dodge thing. Yeah. Or oh, if yeah. you get, like, a parry, I guess, if you get the parry skill. Yeah. Um, endurance affects def- uh, defense. Yeah, which makes sense, a lot of sense. Well, yeah. That one sort actually of. does. I'm on okay, board fine. with that, yeah. All right. What's RNK rank? Rank, yeah, rank. That affects how many tech slots you have. I don't, I don't know about that one. Okay, I can accept that. But this next one, CRG. What does that mean? Charge is the best I got. Oh, charge. Okay, charge. I was thinking yeah. cargo for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> which, which would be a better explanation. Putting, speed, putting something in cargo uh, affects uh, cargo. defense and ultimate attack power, which I think is when you press the two sticks. Why in. wouldn't you take cargo instead of endurance? Because this cargo gives you defense and ultimate <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Put nothing in endurance, guys. Uh-huh. Um, Ferb. I don't know. FRB. You got me on this one. Front row seats. Wait, front row. <laughs> I don't know what it Ferb. means. Ferb affects melee attack power. How, what is... Uh, FRB I have no affects idea. melee attack power. Fine. But it should say which one affects melee attack power. The most important... One of the most important yeah, stats. Yeah, the thing you're doing most it, of the game. And then... Why not, hides it under this stat that makes no sense. Why not just call it Mel for melee? <laughs> I don't know. All of these could just be named what they really are. And then skill, SKL, I'm guessing, um, affects, again, ranged attack power. Why do yeah. two yeah, so things why do you that? have intelligence and skill? If you, yeah, if you remember from the beginning, which is the exact same thing that int affects is ranged yeah. attack power. So My only guess is so that they could have uh, Wheeljack be an intelligence character and Bumblebee be a skill character, and they, and they both have a stat they can use, but they didn't have enough different things for the stats to do. Right, speaking of Wheeljack, the, one of the other things, so I said you, you can do the gambling game... Um, you can kind of like make new weapons and stuff, but then there's another one where Wheeljack will buy like buy stuff from you and sell you stuff. Why is he holding out? What? Money? And, and there's this shit's a lot of money. <laughs> why is he? Why is he holding out? He sh- he's he should basically help contribute his money to the cause. He's got like a closet full of weapons, and he's yeah. not giving them up. Why not just Why not just let you use them? I don't weapons? care if the Decepticons are going to win, or if you're Wheeljack, can you play as Wheeljack? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Can, does he just have all the weapons to start with? <laughs> that would no. be awesome. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Wheeljack, we need weapons to defeat Pr- Megatron. I gotta come up with another $10,000, Optimus. <laughs> I mean, I got all the weapons, Optimus. Why don't you? <laughs> Wheeljack, do your Autobot duty. <laughs> well, how much money you got, Prime? 
<laughs> Remember that from the cartoon? <laughs> yeah, Prime, I'll help you out. How much money you got? What can you swing? <laughs> Whatever. I think I'm going to have to go farm for money. Well, Jack. Yeah, let me I'm going to go farm time. for money. <laughs> and it's like, I'm, I'm picturing sacrifice. his like mask thing moving up and down as he's saying that. You see his little lights on the what? side of his head. That Why did that move when he was talking? He had little lights on the side of his head yeah. that would glow when he talked. Which actually happens in the cutscene, but it doesn't happen in game for some reason. But oh. yeah, the lights come on. Sorry, Prime, can't help you. Can't help you stop Megatron this time, buddy. Got to come up with 50,000 bucks. Are they actually, is it dollars or what's the unit of currency? Space bucks. Yeah, it's basically space bucks. Energon bucks. Credits, I guess. Whatever. I got to retire someday, Prime. (laughs) That was from the movie, actually. (laughs) Got to think about my kids. Got to think about my space kids, Prime. She's going to be going to college next year. She's going to space college. And then the wedding? Oy vey. I don't know why he's Suddenly Jewish. he's Jewish. Going to space college. <laughs> That's way more expensive than Earth College. Yeah. And the game is like, so, so there are moments where it's definitely not very well. Like, they wanted to have all these stats so that the game would seem expansive. But they didn't, t- so they just don't tell you what they do. So that because they don't have things for them to do, but that's basically how what it is, they don't tell you what the stats do. <laughs> uh, you'd think so at they some have point multi- though, yeah. like just during the production of this manual that this picture we're looking at and will be in the show notes is coming from, um, someone must have like raised their hand and said, uh, "Is <laughs> int and skull supposed to do the same thing?" Int and skull, <laughs> guys, is this placeholder? Is this, right. is this FPO? What are we doing? <laughs> FPO. FRB is probably someone's initials who came up with the most ridiculous stat. <laughs> FRB. Uh, kind of, whatever. So, and the, the, the other weird thing about the thing is, like, guns are really good, but... So every gun seems to have about the same amount of ammo that it holds, but fast-shooting guns have the same amount of ammo, so fast-shooting guns are pointless. you mm-hmm. got to use a slow-shooting gun, so you can do a lot of damage with each shot. If you use a fast shooting gun, you kill one guy and you're out of ammo. So it's like certain aspects of the game just feel oddly thought out. Um, but considering it's an Activision Transformers sort of franchise mid-budget game, it's overall it's impressive considering that. But yeah, it was also released, definitely it's not a sixty dollar game. Not that that should really matter, but it came out for you know ten or twenty bucks less than the average game. It does kind of feel a little budgety in the not only the visuals but just. Like, there's no intro. It just goes right to the logo. and it, The cutscenes are hideous. They should have just done in-engine cutscenes. Yeah. They should have just kept it in-engine. I don't understand Oh, there, there are cutscenes? Yeah. <clears throat> but of. the strange thing is the engine looks pretty good. In-engine looks pretty good. Then they go to these cutscenes, which are, like, pre-rendered or whatever. But I, they look worse. It's very confusing. strange. They may not be running at 60, too. That might be the big difference. They also look worse. Like, the colors yeah. are all weird and the characters look off. It's strange. It's like, why not? The, the engine looks better. Just use that. I yeah. Don't get it. Yeah, because in the cutscenes, there would have been less going on and they could have made it look even better in engine. All right. Whatever. Wheeljack, I've returned. Hey, you find any money out there, Prime? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need an Energon beam to defeat the Decepticons. Uh, <laughs> Let me look up the price on that one, Prime. <laughs> he gets out I'll get you a quote, Prime. <laughs> <laughs> he has a pencil behind his ear and he takes it out. 
Uh, one second, Brian. Let me get you a quote on that one. Both my kids are going to space college. <laughs> <laughs> he, he turns to the camera and gets dollar signs for eyes. Remember that from the cartoon? That yeah. was season three, that episode was, 14. Yeah. That was the episode right after SOS Dinobots. <laughs> the only episode title I remember. <laughs> and it's also like the characters are rolled out in a weird fashion. It's like uh, you just play the I game and it. suddenly Grimlock's running around with you. Just suddenly. No explanation how he got there, who he is. You know, it's like, why so don't it, these? There's a huge assumption that you're way familiar with Transformers with this game. They really don't introduce anybody. Yeah, but Grimlock <laughs> doesn't go. Like, you would think that at one point Grimlock would just sort of show up and start killing dudes. Like, oh, Grimlock's here. Nice. No. We're going to, you know, but suddenly he's there. He's just standing like, there. Yeah, like he's the first sta- time he's suddenly there. just standing yeah. there behind everybody. <laughs> hey, guys, Grimlock here. Yeah, he's like. Except he doesn't even say that. He basically says, like, can't get the door open. And then you open the door for him, and he's like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> does, uh, does like, Prime or whoever you're playing, like, turn around real quick, like, they're startled that he's there? No, you just kind of, no, he's no. just standing there. You just kind of walk up on him. It's like, suddenly Grimlock's, wait, if you didn't get past chapter two, then you wouldn't know how Grimlock enters, actually. He's in, he's in chapter one. Really? But yeah. you can't, once you start playing as him, no, like, you, you can't. he's you, just there. Like, he, there's no acknowledgement that he arrived. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, in chapter sorry. one, but you can't play as him yet. Yeah. And that's just how it goes. Like you'll have the Autobots have been running around the whole time chasing Decepticons or whatever. Then, then just one time Grimlock's running around behind him too. You know, Steve. Like, you know how TZ starts and we're already talking about something we don't introduce yeah, ourselves. Yeah. That's how this game is. Yeah, that's how the whole game yeah. is. <laughs> we, one we, thing the is way like we when assume you... you've probably listened to TZ by now since this is episode ninety nine D. Yeah, ninety nine D. It's the same thing with this. This is like just an episode of the TV show. But, like, mid-season three or four. Well, I've actually got this as 99E, because 99D, we actually, we kind of just, you know, case well, in point, we just kind of jumped into this episode. But, well, uh, we started an episode, and the whole reason we've been gone, we probably should have led with this. Yeah. The whole reason, we, reason we've been gone is because during the last episode, about 15 minutes in, I'd say, my PC just fried. And yeah. uh, I've... I've kind of rebuilt it back and, and I, I i wasn't in a rush no offense to tz but like i don't use it a lot i pretty much only use it for tz and maybe battlefront so not a huge rush to get things going again but i finally did and that's why we're back but yeah there was a missing 15 minutes somewhere i may still have it and i may have saved on that hard drive i don't know we'll see oh my god i couldn't remember my origin password and they hit you with that captcha shit and there's no way to see what it is there's no way to understand they, they've made something that machines can't read, but humans can't read either. This is... Why? Why? I don't, I don't know why they're still using that, and not just recapture. Just I've seen people do this thing where they're like, okay, which picture has an orange in it? And then, So that's how they should do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. which pictures... They do, like... They'll show, like, 12 pictures. They click the pictures that have food in them. Like, that's a way better solution, because I can I was, see what food looks like. I was trying to log into something on my phone. I think it was a Google... Something related to Google. And instead of the captcha, it did exactly that. It's like... Uh, select the pictures that have eggs in them. And, what if there's a? What, <laughs> well, I'm looking going, at it. Yeah. I'm looking at it on my phone, and my phone's uh, iPhone five, so the screen's not huge. And I'm like, I can't see which pictures have fucking eggs in them. And it's showing pictures of food, and it's like, well, I think that hamburger has an egg on top of it, but I'm not sure. There's a guy holding an egg behind his back in the one. <laughs> right. 
It took me like ten tries. What if what if they say click the pictures that have food in them, and one of the pictures has a dog in it, and everyone disagrees about that? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so uh, captures. It should just say I am not a robot, and you click the checkbox. Yeah. Somehow that works behind the scenes to know that I am not a robot. I don't care how it works, but I'm glad yeah, it does. Maybe robots would click it too fast, and if they if they click it within like. 10 milliseconds, you know, a person couldn't possibly have done that. All I know is that I'm not a robot, and I click it and it knows. And I like it. Okay, I'm well on my way to having the origin experience on my PC once again. See, I'm afraid to start downloading it, because I think it might robot my voice. What? If I download Star Wars on Origin. Yeah. I'll do it later. <clears throat> oh, okay, I got you. Okay, yeah, I'll do that after the show. <clears throat> Not a main. So, all right, that's two. That's two tapes down. Unless you want to keep talking Transformers. Well, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, Star Wars and Transformers. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess we pretty much said everything on Transformers. Um, it, it, I, I would really like to see game had a bigger budget and more characters and stuff because they kind of got the ensemble element down, kind of. But it's like the, the the episode of Transformers where they're saving the world, but there's only four Transformers in it the whole time. You know, four Autobots on it yeah. the whole time. So, And apparently they already announced that, I, I guess Combiner Wars, is, they're doing like Prime Wars. It's like a trilogy and it's going to span comics, video games, and cartoons. So I don't uh-huh. think, this might be the only one of these kind of games. Next it's going to be Combiner War game or whatever? Yeah, or whatever uh-huh. the second one is. Alt Titan Wars or something. So this might be our only G1 Transformers game ever. Hmm. Unless you count the uh, Famicom game, which is terrible. Well, sounds like a pretty good one. It's good. It's fun. Yeah. So you'd recommend it. You're giving it we, a buy rating. We are a buzz about Transformers. Yeah, I don't know why you would. I mean, it's, look, through especially if you have the Best Buy thing, it's like 40 bucks, And it's <laughs> the game that your five-year-old self always wanted. So, so it's a $50 tape. Yep. But because everyone has... <laughs> Gamers Club Unlocked. It's a $40 Four, tape? It's $40 then. Yep. Interesting. So, yeah. I don't know why you want it. It's, it supposedly it's kind of short, like five hours, but... There's I've the already whole... played five hours at I'm least. I'm fine with that. I'm yeah, fine like, with a five-hour game. Who's looking for 20 hours at this point, guys? Nobody. I, I, don't, me. I don't go through these games so fast. Like, I know I've played more than five hours, and I'm only on chapter four or five or whatever. Yeah, so. I don't either. If somebody says something's five hours, that's got to be seven for me. I these people, time. these freaks on NeoGAF blow through games real quick. That doesn't mean everyone does. Well, that's the other annoying thing, just to go back to Battlefront for a second. Everybody has everything fucking unlocked already. All right, I'm tired of yeah. people killing me, and they have everything. The fucking beta came out today. All you need, all you need is the Stormtrooper gun. It's the best gun. <laughs> anyway. It's already the best gun. So, but, yeah, but Transformers also has this other aspect. That's why I was surprised that it's only like a five-hour game, because you can just, it's got all this loot stuff. You got the, uh, the tech gambling game apparently there's like a million like challenge missions oh that's cool yeah so you can go play challenge missions like for example one of the challenge missions is fighting all the constructor cons at once stuff like that that's kind of nice that's cool i'm deal i can deal with that yeah because like when you in the first level you fight the different individual constructor cons like two at a time so you'll fight um, you know, uh, Mixmaster and Sideswipe or whatever the other one's name is, and then you'll fight a different two that are different two. 
But I guess there's a challenge where you can invite all six at once, which to me sounds insane because at the time, the two Constructicons were almost beating me each time. Hmm. So yeah, Beaver. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna play Battlefront on PC tonight, Beaver? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm, <laughs> I turn into I'm, a bird for a second. <laughs> I feel like I'm super behind in Destiny. Oh god. Oh, how could you be behind when you play six hours a night? Because I don't play six hours a night. You do. I want to. You do. I want to play I Battlefront don't. with you. I want to play Battlefront too, but I'm gonna be behind. Let's, let's do it on the PC. Some Battlefront. I'm gonna be FOMO'd. Is this what? Your life is going to be like, I can't do this because I'm behind in Destiny? I'm a little afraid that it might be. That's what your life is. I, I'm can't, I can't go stand in the line to buy strange meat. To buy meat, for, yeah. For, yeah, because for, I'm behind in Destiny. Sorry, meat line. Aaron Franklin's <laughs> going to call and he's going to be like, Beave, where you been, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Have we ever know. discussed the meat line on the show? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I that's, know. that's inside baseball right there. That is inside <laughs> baseball. Beef stands in a line to buy weird meat. That's I stand about in I line know. for. Well, I think longtime listeners of the show know that I'm in Austin, Texas, and the the foodies air quotes who listen. I hate that word. Will probably be familiar with Franklin's Barbecue, and if you want brisket at Franklin's Barbecue, you get up early and you wait in line for it. Just how it works. Here's the thing, Beef. <laughs> on the off chance I ever end up in Austin, I yeah. wanna I wanna go to Franklin's with you. Oh, I wanna go to the I, I wanna Franklin's. go to the meat line too. I wanna see that. I would do it. It seems like well, an experience. Come on I wanna now. stand we'll I wanna to stand line. I wanna stand in the meat line and yeah. buy some meat. Yeah. Let's do it. How do you take it home? Like in a little bag or something? You don't. You eat it there. Oh, you I thought you were gonna take the meat home and well, like cook it. They they recently expanded, so they've got some extra smokers now, and what they're doing with the extra smokers is they, uh, they're vacuum-sealing whole briskets. And you can buy a whole brisket for, like, 80 bucks. That's what... Ew. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to buy the whole brisket. And then you can take that home and heat it up or take I it see. to your picnic or whatever you're doing. Yeah. What's it cost to get full there, Beef? Yeah, what's, it, what's, it, what's a fill-up cost? Uh, <laughs> 15 bucks a head. That's not bad. No, it's not. It's not unreasonably priced. That's a lunch out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very reasonably priced, but you're it's sweat equity. You know, you're yeah. you're paying for it by being there at nine a.m. How long does it take to stand in the line for real? Literally hours. You th- actually wait hours to eat. Yeah, three hours, easy. Do we, why do you eat breakfast in line? Um. Well, it's it's a little festive. <laughs> No matter what what time of day it is, there's uh, it's like one of the it's like a tailgate party. Is go, it like a tailgate party? It, it, it kind of is. So like you bring your folding chair, and uh, you're in line with everyone, and everyone's happy because they're going to get Franklin's barbecue. And one of the employees comes around and asks you what meat you want, um, and they'll tell you based on how many people ahead of you said that same meat whether or not you're going to get that meat. Uh, within you know an estimate, um, and then there's a separate person that brings beer around, and you can buy beer. So you're you know it's like 10 a.m. and you're sitting so, there in your folding yeah. chair drinking beer. And so by the time you get your meat, you're already tanked. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and that makes the meat better. Yeah, it does make the meat better. I think. Yeah, they know what they're doing. I would you know I would do it. I would like to go stand in the meat line just for the because it's a legendary thing now. I got to try it. 
Yeah. But it does sound like a kind of a not the not a usual thing that I would do to stand in line for hours or sit no, in line for hours no. to get no. a meat. We only do it when we have someone visiting. Oh, is okay. really the only time we get Franklin. Hmm. Yeah, I would do it. What if you could set up Destiny in line? He can. He could play on the Vita. I, I could get a Vita. Yeah. What you could do that. Everything's solved. I just solved your life. Well, I already thought of that. I mean, that's not rocket science. But part of the experience is being in line, and you know, you talk to the people around you in line, and compare you... meat stories. Yeah, like that. You ask <laughs> if people are, you know, if they've been here before, and more often than not, the people, you know, someone around you is visiting and they're like oh i had to come and get barbecue here well what if the other person is playing destiny then you can play destiny together you could play destiny together i mean that's kind of edge casey but uh (laughs) i feel like the amount of stories that are like oh man yeah i came six hours to stand in line for another three like all right that's that's the guy two up from you and that story takes i don't know 35 seconds Here's what, what, about, say, what <laughs> about the other uh, three and a half hours? Here's what, here's what I'm going to I'm going to say something genuine here. Um, we make we like to make little jokes about Beeb's meat lines and his destiny, but I actually sort of admire Beeb that he that he's really committed to his game and he likes his game and he likes his meat. I mean, like I, I don't I don't really have that sort of commitment to anything right now, so I sort of actually envy that almost. Like especially think, with the destiny thing. I think the commit, commitment to destiny is proof that Beeb is a good husband. He's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all it's about like, the commitment. I wish I had a game that I was super into that I was working on all the time and I was like focused on it and I felt good about it. Like I don't have that right now. He's a monogamous a, gamer. There's a void in my life when it comes to like a, a game like that. Like I'll sort of just float from game to game real quickly. Well, of. I've I've always referred to myself as a video game serial monogamist. I I play one game into the ground and then move on to another game, but with Destiny I mean, there's I'm, no stopping point. It's because no, the game's yeah, always yeah. it never ends. So, the game's I mean, always growing ahead of you. I may be in this for ten years. Destiny's not going to be around for ten years. Yeah, absolutely, they're they're contractually obligated to ten years. Yeah, it will. How be. are they going to possibly? Man, how, why would they even agree to that? For one thing, because that's a huge commitment for them. It's all about you know. that cheddar, Peter. Yeah, but like this is, I, I don't understand. This is Bungie. Somewhat, it was like a premiere like um video game developer and they're just getting tied up in the same one game for 10 years seems strange to me yeah but whatever well i'm checking we haven't done destiny time check in a while oh and, good uh, god <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it right now and on my titan including the tower and sitting in orbit i'm at 526 hours on one character oh, nice 85 hours on another so that's like 600 you could double that if you played in the meat hours. <laughs> and then 49 hours on the other character. So maybe 650 hours. What's total? the what's the like competitive multiplayer like in Destiny? Right now it's not it's kind of non-existent. They they really kind of fucked up Crucible with the uh 2.0 patch. I I don't know what I don't know. I never really did it that much, but like I never I don't like people being equalized in an RPG. I, I want to bring your unique advantages and strengths and, and abilities into the multiplayer even if it means you're stronger than someone else if they're not strong enough then they should well, go fucking get your stuff in iron banner which is a, a semi-weekly event it's like once a month maybe um they'll 
your levels actually matter. Um, unlike your, the regular Crucible where everything is normalized. All the then, particulars of your character should always matter. Always. That consistency should be upheld throughout the whole game design yeah. entirely. I, I, I see why they did it with regular Crucible. Because it would be just unattainable for normal human beings to just play have, Crucible. Just, right, but you could have tiers. Just have an entry-level mode where low-level weaklings can do it. And then you have a, a, a professional mode where everyone else is. Yeah, I mean, they kind of do. There's there's Iron Banner, where levels actually matter. And then there's also yeah, you can uh, do that Trials of Osiris, which is uh, every week, or it was every week before the new patch. Um, and they're kind of taking a break from that stuff while they figure out, you know, weapon balancing. Well, when, like when you think about the, the model of um, Battleground PvP within, like, a greater RPG, like, this is something that first happened, as far as I know, at least it was first popularized by World of Warcraft. That was either where it first happened or where it was first popularized. I'm not sure. But they had it right. Like, your levels mattered, and everything about your character mattered. It was all relevant. There was no normalization. And, and But they had tiers of battleground. So you had a level 11 to 19 range battleground, and you had level 20 to 29 range battleground. So the people at the top of the level range naturally had an advantage. But if you wanted to have the advantage, you would go get good gear, you'd get to the top level, and then you would go do better in the battleground. But it's up to you. I mean, it, it, I don't like this idea where everyone has to be equalized and the same. It, it takes it, it takes credibility away from the experience. It doesn't feel right. And and the, the way I can sort of um, bear that out is look at Star Wars The Old Republic, which was basically a reskinned World of Warcraft, more or less. And they also had a battleground, much like World of Warcraft has battlegrounds. But they everything was completely normalized. Your gear did not yeah. matter. Your levels did not matter. So you'd have people who were level 10 in the same battleground with people who were level 50, the top level. So everyone's together, but everyone has the same hit points. Everyone has the same this and that. The people at the top level had more abilities unlocked, so they might be a little stronger. But it was basically all normalized, and it was not fun. It was stupid. Yeah. I, everything should matter. Your when you're doing an RPG, if you're playing an RPG, building the building the character and your items and your skills and abilities, that's the entire that's the entirety of the experience. That cannot be fucked with. That's everything. Yeah, but for for something like uh Tor and World of Warcraft, that's definitely more hardcore than Destiny is. I mean, I I I see why they have a normalized PVP mode. I I think it's absolute necessity. Um because of how mainstream the game is compared to something like World of Warcraft. Right, but couldn't they just have a separate child area for people who were who suck? <laughs> I mean, can't, if, if that's well, such a problem. What they've done is there's generic Crucible, which has the different game, you know, different game types within it, and then there's two higher level modes where levels do matter. So they, they kind of have done but that. But you said you can only do that like once in a blue moon. No, no. Trials of Osiris is every weekend. Yeah, so only every weekend. Yeah. You should be able to do it always. And then uh, Iron Banner is once a month-ish. Yeah, why? Well, I mean, the people who are going to be high level are going to be higher skill anyway. So, you know, there's... If they were higher level and it mattered and they were higher skill, no one would play PvP because it would all be the one percenters playing each other. Right, but you know, can't, for, they, can't they lock it off by level range or equipment level range or whatever rather than just normalizing everyone? It just seems unnecessary. It's not unnecessary. It's everything. <laughs> they disagree. World of Warcraft had it right. Uh, well, Destiny has probably twice as many active accounts right now as World of Warcraft, so... Yep, but it's free. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Free to a point. But didn't you buy this, Pete? Yeah, I have it. The new Destiny? Yeah, I keep wanting to play it, but every time I log in, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> well, like, I don't know what to do. That, that's actually kind of a legitimate problem with uh, Taken King. There's so much to do. You get this, like, choice paralysis. Well, I don't even have choice paralysis. I'm just not sure what... There's no directive. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing because I, I log in. My character, that, as I left it off, was level 23. So I yeah. log in for the level 23 character. I see a few different missions I can do. I'm not sure which ones are for the Taken King. I'm not sure which ones are the other expansions that I missed because I didn't do any of the expansions yet. Suddenly I have everything, and I'm not sure what I should be doing. Like, I'm Are these other expansions now irrelevant? Should I just skip that, or should I go to the Taken King mission? Like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It doesn't feel like there's any thrust. But what you need to do is get to level 40. And how, how? you get to level 40 is inconsequential. You, so what do I do? You do whatever. You can play PvP. You can do any of the quest missions. You can just do patrol stuff. Whatever you want to do to get to level 40. And then you don't even really need to get to level 40 to start the Taken King stuff, but I'd suggest getting to level 40. I thought the, level ta- the Taken King stuff started at level 25. It's 20 something i mean the the little spark thing gets you to 25 so that makes me think there probably is taken king stuff at level 25. i saw i thought i saw a taken king mission on my map yeah so but i didn't know whether i was supposed to do it or not you can do if a mission's open to you you can do it and if you try to start it it'll tell you if it's easy medium hard or very hard some might even say impossible, and it won't. Act, it actually won't let you start it because you're too low level. It knows you simply can't do it, regardless of how good you are. Yeah, so. Destiny has this arbitrary thing, at least it used to, where if you're more than a certain amount of levels below the monster, you just can't hurt him. Yeah, it still does that. But that kind of that gives you the bumpers, like the you know when you go bowling, there's the little rails you can pull up if you're really terrible at bowling. That's Destiny's equivalent of it. It just it won't let you do stuff that's too hard, or at least it'll warn you that it's going to be harder than it should be. Right. And if you pay attention to that, it's pretty accurate. All right. So we're all uh, updated on Destiny. Also, the other thing that bothers me so much about Destiny, I was just about to get away from Destiny. Why can't you name your characters? If it's a yeah. role-playing game, you want to feel like, okay, this is this is Fami and Findu, and this is charcoal chags and this is flans flubus you know my star wars people so you want to have a sense of that character sort of you want to project an identity onto that character it's part of the experience like i know you might think it doesn't really mean anything but that really is part of the experience like projecting an identity onto a character even if you don't role play even if you don't role play just kind of you know what i mean no bobby you know what i mean I just like the name Chargle Chags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, I used my most successful run in any MMORPG was on um, was on uh, what was the name of the Star, Star Wars, Wars Galaxy? Yeah, Star Wars Galaxies, where I was a famous weaponsmith on my server, and I was named Flans Flubus, and I was the first to reach master weaponsmith on my server, Radiant Silver Gun. And the re- I actually played the beta before the retail came out, and I learned how to get to the master weaponsmith as fast as possible. And the retail game came out, and I did it. They always so, named their servers after old Saturn games. Yeah. It was Radiant something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it, it was definitely Radiant something, but um, some kind of gun. But yeah. <laughs> I had another character called Charcoal Chags. <laughs> they were both Rodians. 
Yeah, no, wait, it was, yeah, it was two Gs, names. right? C A G G. No, just just C. Just, yeah, no, just one G. G. Chargle, just uh-huh. like Gargle, but Chargle. Yeah, no, for Chags. No, Chags was one G. Yeah, I think they're both one G. See, I yeah, think Chargle that's a Chags. mistake. <laughs> and I had, I feel like I might have had um, what's the name of the fish people? Mon Calamari or something. Yeah, Mon Cal. Yeah, yeah, I had one of those too, but I forget his name. But the famous one was Flans Flubus, and I knew I'd made it. Because at one point I heard like, you know, in those games you used to have communities where people would be in towns being town criers, like advertising their wares and stuff. And they'd be like, I have better guns than Flans Flubus. And I was like, wow, I've actually made it. Like I've, I, made I'm the, it. I am I am the benchmark that other people are trying to knock me off the top, you know. And I, you'd, you actually would build a physical store location. You'd build a physical yeah, location. That was really and cool. And you'd set up vendors and put your you'd build you'd craft your guns and put stock them into the vendor interfaces and yeah. people would go in and they would buy shop buy your guns at your and you set the prices and and when you wanted to make your guns you had to go survey for the best materials on different planets to make the guns there's if you want to have that experience now there is no op there's nowhere to have that experience no. like I can say that definitively if you want to have that experience that does not exist it existed in 2002 does not exist now. Yeah. That experience does not exist. Well, that's why I was disappointed with uh, whatever the new Star Wars, the current Star they Wars. They turned RPG everything is. into fucking wow. Yeah. The experience of being a shopkeeper like that does not exist anymore, and what's it's that? so weird. What, what's the What's the Star Wars RPG called? Old the Republic. Old Republic. Old Republic. Yeah. yeah, it's it's reskinned World of Warcraft, and that's what it is. And I guess it blows my mind that. You have entire experiences that are just like lost to the ages. You can't have that experience anymore. And it does not exist. Course, I was of course the Trandoshan, who's the you know the Mus- big lizard guy. He's yeah. the musician. And it was a musician. <laughs> yeah, and, and Pete put you through music school. He put me through yeah, music. He school. kept asking me for money. I had so many millions of credits. It was yeah. crazy. And I always used it on music classes. Don't worry. Yeah, I had like always a huge stockpile of resources. It felt good to be good at something. He would give me guns and stuff though, yeah. but my guy just wasn't very good with them. He's more of a musician. You would comp- you were like a you're like a bratty co- child because you'd complain that I didn't give you enough stuff, <laughs> even though I gave you lots of stuff. It was crazy. Yep. There's another game that, that where I can say the same thing. There's not that, that experience does not exist anymore. Dark Age of Camelot with the realm versus realm combat, where the three realms compete against each other and siege each other's fortresses. You can't do that anymore. If you want to have that experience, you cannot. That game pissed me off because I was uh, my character name in Old Republic was Fount Fuku. Yeah, <laughs> and then I took the same name over to Dark Age of Camelot. So I was walking around as Found Fuku, and then one time you I can't walked... have Star Wars names in this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I somebody I guess reported me because Fuku looked like they thought it was fuck you, and uh, so then I got mad. So I because you had to like get to level ten to change your last name or something or add a last name. Add a last name. Yeah, because I was just Found, and then I they just made me Found again after that. I'm like, what the fuck? So Found Found. I was just Found. And then, uh, so they took it away. And then I was like, all right, fuck you. So my last name became, um, well, my full name was Fount Rainbow 63 for Xbox. <laughs> yeah, and we were on a role-playing server when we were doing that little experiment. And so I named my character Wheels Brody. <laughs> and someone was complaining, someone actually found me and was complaining about how my name was not a role-playing name. And I was like, because there's like, cars do not exist yet. <laughs> and I was like, it's a, it's a wagon. I'm talking about my wagon. I'm named after my wagon. Right. I'm named Wheels. after my my father's wagon, Wheels Brody. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, but but that game had three different realms. Where like a mini a mini world of World of Warcraft was within each realm, and there was this entire neutral zone, 
all the, that housed all three realms. And you could venture out into the neutral zone, and that's where all the PvP was because you couldn't go into yeah. opposing realms. Well, so you'd all be was... in the neutral zone. And you could go there and do PvE objectives in the neutral zone. Like you could go farm solo somewhere and get look for some kind of drop in the neutral zone, but you'd just always be susceptible to being ganked by various roaming yeah, people because, sneaking around. Because like and 10 it, feet outside of town, there was a super high-level player waiting to kill everyone who left town. No, right, but there's some of that, but... At the same time, the frontier was huge, so you could get out by yourself and just kind of do your thing, and you may or may not get killed. And you could also roam in little squads and look for other people to kill. You could find fortresses and siege them. And if you siege the fortress and control more fortresses, it brings bonuses to your realm. So, like, that was, like, a whole cool thing. It was, like, it felt like there was a cackle in the air. Like, there was something going on. You are part of All something. I remember of crackle, Ultima crackle. Online and Dark Age of Camelot was town. And then the sprint to try to get past the player killers to get right. out into the neutral zone. That's, you don't that's have my to entire go out there, memory though. of both yeah, but you games. Don't have to, you don't, especially at a low level, you shouldn't go out there at a low level. I mean, come on. But it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just drives me nuts because like that was an experience along with Star Wars Galaxies where it felt like you were part of something. It was like, it was like this, it was something real. And World of Warcraft and all the games patterned after it have just become so homogenized and so... And so just kind of boiled down to like this little, this little simple, easy to use, user-friendly husk. And it, it's, you don't have those worlds anymore in any game. They don't exist. I, yeah. I, like it's, it's a lost time. It's a lost age. It's, they don't make games like that anymore. It's a dark age. Right. It's a lost age. And of it's kind of weird. Of Camelot, yeah. That sort of, that sort of online persistent world just does not exist. And it just drives me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of hoping maybe with you know not so much the the whole PvP thing, but uh, I I'm really hopeful that that's where Destiny is going to evolve to is bigger zones, especially once they drop the the older consoles, right? Um, you know, open up those areas and have you know big explorable regions and stuff going yeah. on in those regions. Part of part of my initial disappointment with Destiny always had to do with I was kind of wanting, expecting, and wanting it to be more of a world to take part in rather than just kind of a yeah. little hub, which is what it was. Yeah, more more RPG, less FPS. Exactly. I, w- I wanted it to be a world. That's why, like, when you go to the loot cave, it was so fun because it was like being in a world. Because there was uh, people running around, there was activity, there was things you were doing together. That was cool. And that's most of Destiny isn't yeah. like that. At least it wasn't thin. There's they, They've done some stuff since House of Wolves to make that feel a little more lived in. Um, there are more world events going on, and there's reasons to go do the world events. So... Um, there's a thing going on this week to get one of the exotic weapons, and one of the things you have to do is wait for a specific type of world event to happen, um, and then go do it in order to advance the quest to get the exotic weapon. Right. So the the patrols were very busy the last couple of days because people were waiting for this event to happen. So I think they're getting their hands around it. Um, you know, next next fall should be interesting with the destiny 2 release how weird is it that when this fall we're expect normal people are expecting i can't wait to play fallout 4 i can't wait to play this and that and be just like i'm gonna play more destiny this fall. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's hard because we got a lot of big games coming out this fall and early next year and be just like the next thing in destiny is coming out this fall well, i'm gonna play destiny i can't wait yeah. to play destiny next year <laughs> <laughs> It, it could be pretty bad because uh, what they announced recently was the whole microtransaction thing. And 
um, what they're going to do with that is the microtransactions are just for emotes. So like dancing and pointing and stuff like that. You can buy so that's what that's for, what you're looking forward to this for fall? actual money. No, I said what's going to make it worse for Destiny is that money is theoretically going to be turned around and reinvested back into the game. So there's a more constant stream of updates. So what happened last year with Destiny was there were these lulls. Uh, between expansions that you know you did everything and you got a little bored with it so you, you know like i play at acu during one of those lulls and um it looks like the lulls are going to be much shorter or non-existent so i may have to institute rules about you know taking weeks off from destiny uh, just to play other games plus it'll give you time to like you'll get more into it when you do come back you'll have more stuff to do yeah and like with uh with Taken King there was so much to do when it launched that I got awfully close to burning out the first like two weeks. You know, within the first three days. Like we haven't taped since Taken King came out. Um I took two days off around Taken King and between the two days I took off and the next day I played like twenty something hours. Jesus. Uh, that maybe thirty hours over those three days. That's so crazy. Like the only time yeah. I can think of when I did something like that was when Bloodborne came out. I played on stream for like, I think it was almost twenty four hours straight. Yeah, right? it was seemed endless. It was, yeah. I, I just kept going because I, I reached this point. <laughs> I reached this point where I was super tired and I was going to quit, but then I just stayed on to do something. And then like you get a second win, you can't sleep. But at a certain point, I just got so twitchy and nervous and aggravated from all the gaming and all the drinks and stuff that I just couldn't sleep at all. It, it took me days to recover from that. Like that was yeah. that that just fucked up my health. I should I am yeah, too old to be doing that. <laughs> that was a that was a Tuesday. So the Tuesday morning, I got up at four, um, because we decided my little static raid group to all decided we were going to start playing raid right at launch. So I got up at four a.m. <laughs> um, Fucking <and> loser. <laughs> other than eating, nerd. <laughs> Other than eating and going to the bathroom, I played for 14 hours straight. What, you that were doing day. that while I played Bloodborne? You were doing that? No, that was, no, when Destiny came out. Oh, okay. when Destiny came out. When it first um, came out? But why did yeah. you let them, why did you let the little nerds, like, bully you into 4 a.m.? <laughs> it wasn't. I was, I was super into it. I was ready to go. Oh. I picture they're all like, we're doing this 4 a.m. thing. B, you in? He's like, fuck. See, and I like that no. because, like, back when I played these games, like, I wasn't, back during my heyday with MMOs, like, um world of warcraft or whatever like in the mid 2000s um i would do this sort of the same thing like my guild would have a dragon dragon raid at saturday at 7 p.m or just whatever time it was and i'd be like okay i gotta go do that at that time it's like it was like there was events and i was involved so like i kind of grew past that for whatever reason but beeb's doing that yeah yeah and i'm like that's kind of cute (laughs) every tuesday we we raid at the same time and it's mostly we've got seven guys who are in the group Shout out to the, the yeah. raid guys because some of them actually listen now. I've gotten new listeners for the show. Oh, from, nice! Uh, the raid group. So, the last game that I was that engaged in, that connected with, like if if you guys could see the gestures I'm doing with my hands, this would make it way better. But I was called connected with the community and the game and stuff was probably World of Warcraft. I haven't had an experience like that again where I've been that engaged. See, and Destiny. Ca- if you gave Destiny a shot, it could be your thing for that. There was a time when I was sort of trying to bend Final Fantasy XIV into that, but it's just too time sinky. I just I I can't do it anymore for whatever reason, time yeah. constraints or energy constraints, just whatever it is. I just can't do it anymore. I can't do that kind of time investment on an MMO anymore. By the way, Beef, now that I know that 
Um, some of them may listen. I obviously was joking about them being nerds. They're definitely <laughs> not. They are not nerds, those right, guys. So, so in my life, what I'm thinking is next Tuesday, Dragon Quest Heroes is coming out. And Dragon Quest is like beloved franchise for me. I just love Dragon Quest. So uh, next Tuesday, I'm going to play Dragon Quest. Beeb's like... Next Tuesday, I'm going to play Destiny, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday's reset day. So and then a month later. after that, I'm going to be playing Fallout 4 along with 99% of the rest of the world. Yeah. And Beeb's like, I'm going to be playing Destiny, baby. Oh, see, that, that's what I mean, though, about making rules is I want to play Fallout 4. I'm excited for Fallout 4. It's the first Fallout I'm excited Fallout for. Fallout 4 is like the type of unique experience that only comes around every three or four years. You don't get it very often. I'm excited for it, Peter. I'm excited for Fallout 4. I'm excited for Star Wars. I want to play that. I'm kind of excited for Transformers now that you guys have talked it up. You ain't going to play on, any of them, though. You're just going to play Destiny. I'm full-on role-playing uh, Fallout 4, by the way. I'm putting that fucking thing on my wrist, and I'm putting my phone in it, and that's how I'm doing it. Uh, right? I'm gonna, I think I'm going to sell that thing. It's just too expensive not to sell. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, I might have more than one coming. <laughs> you might have more than one. I just have one. I have one coming, and I'm probably going to sell it because, like, I wanted to have it because I thought it was cool, but people are paying, like, 350 bucks for it. You can't just turn down that kind of money. I mean, they made me do this. I didn't plan to do this. I just pre-ordered it for myself, but they did this. Hitman's going to be coming out. I'm pretty I, excited for that. I'm not sure I'm even going to buy that. I think it looks dope. I haven't seen a single thing about that. It's It seems like a return to form. It's just the big sandbox areas, and there's just a bunch of shit you can do in all the sandbox areas. Yeah, I actually liked... I, I kind of loved the last one, and I know everybody hated it, but it was, like, much smaller. Definitely, they were, like, more level-y. See, uh, it's, but it was awesome. it's like that, though. It It's like the, the sandbox, the big sandbox areas in Absolution, but they're, like, way bigger. Yeah, that could be awesome. Holy shit, there's a Mighty Number no. 9 physical release on PlayStation 4 coming out. Who asked yeah. for that? Who asked for that? Yeah. Wow. One of them comes with, like, an ugly little toy. To, to match with the ugly game. Yeah. Holy shit. Speaking of uh, KG Nafune, nice segue, Pete. Thank you. I was playing a little bit of uh, Mega Man 4 and 5 recently. Yeah. And Those you games beat. are awesome. I... I've never played four or five. Or segue six. into the past. <laughs> let's yeah. Let's what's a backward segue? Uh, I've never played four, five, and six, and I just uh, finished up. Well, actually, I've been. I went from the the first one, played one, yeah. played through two, which takes two seconds, and then played finally through three, which I've owned forever and just never played, and then uh, beat four and recently beat five. My memories of four, five, and six are particularly fuzzy because like Mega Man two. That was the central game. That was the one you started with. So yeah, everyone knows that. Knows. Yep. Mega Man 3, I got that for my birthday when I was like nine years old. So that, there you go. 3 is the one that I think everybody bought because they played Mega Man 2 either at like a friend's house yeah. or they rented it's it. Like, oh my God, there's another one. And, and you know, there was, you got your Needle Man, you got your Hard Man, you got your Snake Man. Like, I remember all that. For some reason, like, I get the feeling I sort of played 4, 5, and 6 at some point, but that got more into the Super Nintendo era, and it's yeah. like, yeah. So I, I never really played him as much, but I sort of remember, like, a Frogman and a Lamb Man, this Galaxy Man, they started getting silly. I think those were late. That's not even, I think that was 9. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought, like, you had a Lamb or a Sheep Man or something in 4, in a Frog Man. Mm-mm. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Mega Man 4. <clears throat> There might have been a Toad Man in one of them. Yeah, like a Toad. That must yeah. be it. But I think Nine had this, the 
sheep and galaxy or whatever. Yeah, they got they started getting strange. Yeah, I actually but, beat nine, but never beat ten. Those are really good games. Like I, I again, they I'd never played them because they came out around you know Genesis was certainly out, Super Nintendo was probably out by four or five. Um, really good games. I love five. Five's like my new number two behind two. Okay, so you've got your Bright Man, you got your Toad Man, Drill Man, yeah, Pharaoh Man was one of the weird ones I was thinking of. You got your yeah. Ring Man, which is like a a planet thing, I think. You got your Dust Man, Dive Man, and Skull Man. It's like they started getting weirder and weirder as well, the Dust Man's a vacuum. If you look at him, he is. He's a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it's was like Inif- they just looked around their house. Here's my question: Was Inif- was Inafune involved in Mega Man X? I have no idea. Because I feel like Mega Man X is sort of the way, the correct direction to evolve out of Mega Man into, and that the next evolution after X, which presumably was going to be Mighty Number no. Nine, would be off of the Mega Man X trajectory. But instead, they went off this whole other tangent that makes no sense to me. And it just looks stupid. So I, I don't under so I'm I, I don't I can't remember offhand if NFUNA is involved in Mega Man X, but it just seems wrong. Everything about Mega Man Number Nine just seems wrong to me as someone who grew up with the, the, the X well, series and the regular series. I mean, he has no rights to use anything Mega Man. So well, I, 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 I know, but it's spiritual successor. Like if you have the opportunity to follow up Mega Man X in a spiritual successor way, and you have that authority because you're the person who was involved a lot with the last games. Um. I don't know, I just kind of expect it to be, I, I would, would have liked to have been more in the trajectory of Mega Man X, where things are a little more edgy, things are a little more stylish. Instead, you got this sort of baby-looking dumb shit, basically. <laughs> with, like, with, with these, like, where you have to do this dash thing where you dash through the bad guy, and his gigantic numbers cover the screen saying, great job, it's just all stupid. Like, part uh, I of... play, I know there's, like, a playable demo, and I actually played it a few months ago. I liked what I played, but it's definitely ugly. It's not, it doesn't have the, yeah. you know... You want these things to be energetic and, like, and like just have this creative sort of energy in them. and sort of, a, sort of kind of, a, like, I know they've always been kind of silly story, sort of silly Saturday morning stuff. But you always, like, Mega Man X, you always felt like there's this little edge to it. And, and my number nine doesn't have any edge. It's just, like, this baby toddler crap. I don't know. It, just, it looks so round and ugly. Mm. It's, it's yeah. just, I look at it, and I just do not get it. And I feel like whoever designed it does not get it. Well, when I look at uh, Mighty Number no. 9, if I didn't know he was associated with it, I would assume it was just an indie knockoff. No, an indie would do it better, because an indie would actually well, understand it, yeah, what it should it, be like. it might actually do it better. Um, you know, it, just, it doesn't look like, the, like you were saying, the, the actual successor. And for way less money. Where it was going, yeah. Because yeah. when you think about... When you step into Mega Man X after playing just the Mega Man NES games forever, it just had this edge to it. Like, suddenly everything felt so grown up comparatively. And, like, and there was these new moves that made total sense. And and it was exciting. It was exciting. And and Mighty Number no. 9 is not exciting. It just looks like off-the-shelf Android-type Android yeah. phone game. It looks stupid. It's a shame. It could have been something special. I mean, it's, look, it's not even out yet. So who knows, but... Just the look of it. Yeah. Ain't so hot. If you give me a budget of $6 million, I could do a cooler game than that myself. I know it. I know I could. I, I'm almost positive. Because I understand kind of what... I, I feel I get the essence of what people would want out of a Mega Man game. Just viscerally and just artistically. I feel and, like for $6 million, you could just hire somebody too. It doesn't I, to yeah, do it. if I had $6 million, I would just hire people to do it and I would tell them what to do. And it would be easy. <laughs> you could you could hire multiple teams to make multiple games in the series, actually. Yeah, but he what? And he's he's got this hard on for making this whole franchise with cartoons and 
toys yeah. and, and, and like start at the beginning yeah yeah why don't you make a game that doesn't suck first and then yeah, see what happens Motherfucker. <laughs> right is that well, what Beef, why do you feel that's that how, way that's it? how i felt when i kept getting shot in the back in <laughs> battlefront but i guess you have a different hot button <laughs> i also have to wonder if it's a little bit of the you know kojima syndrome where it's you know all of a sudden he doesn't have handlers and you know he may have just gotten into trouble because he was used to people keeping him on the rails it's like and when all of a sudden he has total creative freedom the thing he makes isn't good anymore he he needed that structure six million dollars a lot of fucking money well that's what i mean is it's, it's too much money for someone who's never had that level of freedom before well what about the five or however many month delay we got about a, what two weeks before it was supposed to come out just suddenly like oh yeah by the way retailers are now saying it's 2016 they, he needs to forget about his dumb world he wants to make with the stupid story and these dumb characters and just make a really tight core game and he doesn't have to use all the budget for that he could have done that with one million dollars and uh. I, I do not get it i just do not understand this person Fucking asshole. You know what I mean? It's like the development equate uh, equal to nouveau riche. You know, people who have never had money before and all of a sudden are rich. They make really bad decisions. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah, and my my talents are not limitless, but I feel like I understand the way it should be. So if I had a million dollars or six million dollars. I could make it happen. I really could. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though, is he wasn't trying to make it the way it should, you know, air quotes, be. It's he's trying to make the thing he wants to make and thinks is right. And because he's the boss, that's what's going to be made right or wrong. One of the sad things about all this is when Mighty Number 9 was first during its run on Kickstarter when it was new. And the fan base of Mega Man was all excited, and everyone's like, oh, get the next Mega Man game. They didn't really know exactly what the game was going to look like yet. Um, People were doing all these fan arts and stuff. And the fan arts looked the way you would want this game to look. Yeah. So, like, he should have looked at at least looked at all this energy and all these fan arts and all these fan mock-ups and been like, this is what people want. This is where the energy is. Instead, he went in an entirely different direction. That's one of the things that, you know, people complain about publisher control and focus groups and that sort of thing, but that's one of the things that that sort of structure brings to the development process is they're aware of what the audience for the game is expecting and wants, and they push the development towards those things. Listen, it's like this. It's like, I don't think everything should be turned into focus grouped mush. Like, I understand that that's a problem. Like, that's why a lot of our AAA games are, are kind of just boring. Because they just, they have to they have to do all this focus grouping and they sort of pound out all the hard edges and they just end up with a little ball of mush. Like, I understand that. You end up with a, with a game that's the equivalent of like a Toyota car. But, so I get that. But when you're talking about the revival of a, of a pop, the spiritual revival of a famous beloved old franchise you want to include all the stuff that that makes it beloved because otherwise why does it exist yeah i'm not talking about the homogenization that can happen through the the over application of something like focus grouping i'm talking about the publisher clearly has a better grip on what the audience who's ostensibly going to buy the game wants than the persons whose game it is does in the case of mighty number nine 
I feel like I hope this. Well, it feels weird saying that, but it would be nice if it tanks. Let's put it that way. Oh, Ice it can't. <laughs> okay, it can't tank. I mean, it's basically been paid for already. Well, I know people. But it can everybody's still tank. paid it can for still it. Tank. Yeah, but it, it maybe it won't make more money, but it at least made. It's I don't. Money. I don't he got want paid for the last six I, years. I don't. I don't like wishing for something to not be successful. I don't want this this version of of the Mega Man Legacy to be. Val- I don't want it to be validated. Yeah, stuff that isn't good should fail. I don't and want it to be validated. It should fail because it's like Peter said, it's a validation thing. It'll, I, it'll, I think that's fair. I, I think there's a decent chance of it failing critically, at least. And I know it's it, what was it two years ago the Kickstarter started? Was it three years ago now? Um, it's just like, I don't know. But it, part of the problem I think is that it's the team's too big. I, I when I talked to the guy who was showing it off at the show I went to um, again this is back in June. He's like, oh yeah, well I developed that guy and I developed part of this level and I developed this thing over here. It's you have these small teams around the world giving like small pieces of it. This should have been well, his own team of twenty mm-hmm. guys in a small office putting this together. Well, I don't think that's the core problem because I understand that when you with people outsource things all over the world when they're making the games. I get that as long as you have a designer keeping everything together, it's it should be okay. So I don't know if that's the core problem. It to well if it if he's really supposed to be the 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 voice behind this the the mind behind this I, I think you got to keep it internal you can't have some guy in France oh I created this and like this small piece and this thing here I get it games are developed by teams around the world all the time but like, for this specifically I think it needed a smaller team I, yeah probably um I, I don't know I I know we're beating a dead horse but like I, I just feel like when you think of a fan of Mega Man or Mega Man X especially. You just you know what you want. You know what you would want to see, and that that just ain't it. And and that's that's the bottom line. And and by the way, Ori in the Blind Forest was made by people who never met each other until like the game was done. So I mean, like, so there was some of that there too. And Ori in the Blind Forest is in, has an extremely focused, consolidated vision, and and the art style is insanely but tight. Ori in the Blind Forest wasn't under a microscope because it's being based on something from the last thirty years. Well, that's true. I don't know. Speaking of, did you see those guys are getting their game included with one of the Xbox bundles? And that is a... I am glad that game... We just, we just talked about a game I don't want to be validated, but I do want Ori and the Blind Forest to be validated because that's oh, a good game. I, I think Ori and the Blind Forest is validated up the ass at this point. It's <coughs> honestly one of the most visually appealing games ever made. That... that I, I would put that out there. I said it and it's floating out into the ether. <laughs> It, it doesn't get much better. I haven't actually played it. The, the presentation is so strong. I mean, but it looks it really nice. You can't once you get it on your big screen and you're playing and you're lo- running past some of these amazing backgrounds and it. The presentation is so strong you, you can't overstate it. I mean, it. Holy shit! It makes me feel bad because I'm trying to do something too and I, I can't do it like that. At least not yet. And yeah, it's amazing. And it's good to have something to aspire to, Peter. I don't even know how they did some of the stuff they did. Because, like, they have this huge world with all these gigantic 2D assets, but they have no stop points, no loading screens. It's it's all seamless, and I don't understand how that's really... Like, I, holy shit. <laughs> I don't understand how that works, really. I mean, at a base level, I sort of get it, but I don't know. It's hard. And there you have it, Beaver. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Ori in the Blind Forest. 
they also have it working on Xbox 360, which is even more amazing. Where they got like 600 megs of RAM. So, or 380 megs of RAM, or whatever it is that's available for the game. It's crazy. So yeah, I actually did play Ori in the Blind Forest for about 30 minutes. It's crazy. It looks so good. I got past the little sad part at the beginning. It's about as far as I got. See, I want to play that. I got stuff to play. I may even have that on Steam. Maybe I will be the next story in the Blind Forest. Except I won't be. No, actually, you know... (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Probably shouldn't talk about that. Alright, so we're we're at 90 minutes. It's pretty good for... Mm -hmm. Welcome back episode. We never covered the death of Awada. Yeah. Was that really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That was that was in the notes for the episode that your computer died during. Yeah. Oh, that one. Okay. The computer couldn't take it anymore. I did so, see a cute amiibo somebody made that looks like Awada, like the, for charity. They're selling it off. It looked kind of neat. Hmm. But yeah, that's hey. That, uh, Awada died. Say. Everyone felt bad about it. Yep. Um, a lot of people on NeoGAF put balloons on their avatars for a day or two. Mm-hmm. And yeah. black Iwata ribbons. As they should. I bought, I bought Balloon Fight. Balloon Fight's a great game. You bought Balloon Fight? Okay. Yeah, I played Balloon Fight that day. Yep. I haven't played it since, what but do you think, what I do you played think, it that day. What do you think of this Far Cry Primal? Um... I don't know. I feel like the least I could say is that it's the first time I've actually cared about Far Cry in maybe 10 years. I think I care more about it than the last Far Cry. It's because at some point, all of the Ubisoft dude running around with a gun shooting mercenaries or whatever, you get numb to it after a while. It's just so repetitive. So it's nice to be shooting cavemen or whatever you're doing. Four was such a waste. Actually, I hated playing that. I tried to play it, but it just, I don't know, I just, my eyes glazed over it. It's just so, oh, so boring. Whoa, what's, what's Peggy 18? What are oh, we watching? I forgot to turn the sound off. I was, um, got Far Cry Primal trailer. Oh, uh, yeah, the trailer. Yeah, so like, this is kind of cool. I'll try this out. I mean, do I get to shoot dinosaurs? Is, is that what's going to no. be in it? No, there's no dinosaurs. There's no dinosaurs. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> 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 There's one now. It's <laughs> the Boonsosaurus. I think Thieves Home Alone tonight. <laughs> okay, you got, you got your woolly mammoths. Like, mm. they should have just put dinosaurs in. Like, I, I know that's they, not historical, but come on. No, but they could have just said, this is fantasy. Yeah, just do it. Because it looks sweet. Like, you got your spear and you got your dudes with spears. And Is this like an expansion to Far Cry like Blood Dragon was? or is No, that's real? what I thought, but it said it's 60 bucks. Yeah, it's full price. Oh, okay, that's cool. So, like, they're throwing spears at woolly mammoths and, like, I just, I want there so badly to be dinosaurs. And maybe there is and they're just holding that out. Because, when I like, first saw the name, I'm like, oh, man, Far Cry with dinosaurs. And then it wasn't. It's still a lot better than Far Cry with generic soldiers. Yeah. So. But most of the best stuff in Far Cry anyways with the animals. But yeah. what, what people are saying that I agree with is the whole game is going to feel like the first two hours of a Far Cry game where you have like basic weapons and you're having to hunt animals and yeah. that's what the entire game is going to be. And I don't know if it's going to hold up. 
I think it looks better than that because it's more realized into that style. That's actually the best part of Far Cry, though. Once yeah. you get everything, it kind of loses its point. Yeah, and you get everything after about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's too quick. I don't know. And, and like at the end of the trailer, there's like little tribe people running around with, face, with like masks on and you're killing them with a torch. I mean, I don't know. It looks way more interesting to me than yet another game where I'm some guy with a weird accent and a assault rifle shooting soldiers. Only cool thing about the last Far Cry is the character's name was AJ, but it sounded like RJ. So... <laughs> I really felt like I was in the game. Oh my Far like Far Cry four, I tried playing it and I got to this point where I'm in this house and then the house is being sieged by dudes coming down a hill in the snowmobile or whatever it was, and the the battle was just so boring and canned and lame and just I don't know, I just so tired of the same shootouts in these games shooting bad guys with guns. It just gets so boring. I want something more. It is weird that that exact scene like ten years earlier would be one of the coolest things ever. And now it's just like, oh, more of this. It was. I don't know. I thought, I thought it was pretty janky. Actually, it was kind of poorly done. I don't know. I remember just. Well, not it's a being lot of. Uh, it's a lot of. Can they do it instead of should they do it? And I, you know, Ubisoft makes open worlds, but they're not populated with anything interesting. So it's just they shouldn't make these, or they should make them more into an RPG. Well, yeah. I mean, RPG would be interesting because, like, ACU, they built the Paris in ACU is really pretty incredible. But there's no reason um, for it to exist. But right, there's almost no reason for it to be there. Um, you know, they did a hell of a job doing it, but you know, it's a little thin on the whole stuff to do. The reason Fallout and and um, Skyrim work, or, or you know, Elder Scrolls works, is because they, they are an RPG. So there's a reason to be roaming around doing stuff because it's yeah. an RPG. It, it supports that. Yeah. So. I don't know. With a game like Far Cry, I always feel like I'm exploring these giant spaces, but for what? There's really no reason. You don't really... Like, there is some, like, token character progression, but it's not meaningful. It's not like an RPG at all, and I've always hated that. I hate it. Fucking... Fucking... What's his name? In a funeral. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> This is like uh, the Peter Molyneux stuff. It's starting again. You want to talk about Peter... Wait, no, wait. I don't. Wait, no. what's like Peter Molyneux? Who are you talking about? The way you hate Inafune now. He doesn't... He hates Inafune? You seem to. <laughs> Peter Molyneux hates Inafune. What's that have to do with Peter <laughs> here first. What's that have to do with Peter... I'm trying to figure out what the connection is. Like, what that, is was the, whole, that was the, the TZ thing. We, yeah, the, the ad hominem hate. We had... A whole like we probably had multiple episodes talking about Peter Molyneux. Yeah. No, but, oh, I got real quick. I promise. I'll just take a second. I was what? You know who showed up on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert the other night was the guy who's been the sort of the face of that game, No Man's Sky. You yeah. know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Speaking of games with nothing to do in. Yeah, Sean Astin or whatever the guy's name is. Um, <laughs> Sean Astin. It's, it's something like that. He's the guy who always wears the plaid shirt and, and he smiles too much and and I don't he's making huge promises about his game and he's like it, he, and he the way he pitches this game like the game may or may not be good I don't know but the way he pitches this game is he says these very Peter Molyneux like things like he says there are so many galaxies in this game that if someone discovered a new planet every second for the next million years they still wouldn't discover all the planets in my game or whatever and it was just it's just such like it's such bullshit. Like that may that might be true, but like it's all just a, it's it's because you're making these the world is infinitely pre generated by a computer algorithm, so of course they'll never discover them all because there really is no ceiling, so shut up, shut up, just release your game, 
I'm really looking forward to it. Damn Sean Astin. (laughs) The guy from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Bilbo Baggins or whatever his name was. I don't know. I'm super looking forward to No Man's Sky. And listen, I don't know if it's good or not, but what I know, what I know is the game is a game where they procedurally generate billions of worlds and you can go around to them and name stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's not clear how much stuff you actually can do. So it might be fun to mess around with. I don't know. But just the way he's pitching the game just reminds me so much of the way Peter Mullen, you'll pitch these Fable games and different other games. Yeah, it's it's a little Molyneux-esque. Where, like, you just get this feeling of bullshit coming out of this guy. Yeah, I think the difference, though, is this guy's actually backing it up. By not I mean, releasing a game ever. Yeah, by never making a game. <laughs> it's backing it up. What world well, are you backing It's not actually it up? late yet, is it? No Man's Sky? I mean, they haven't... What well, I'm yeah, if you is... never release a date, it's never late. <laughs> Well, it must be coming soon if you went on Tonight Show or whatever that yeah, show. I don't yeah. think so. It's and never. It, I don't. I can't picture that game coming out. Here's the. <laughs> for, me, for me, the game started off with a bad foot with me because like this game is first announced like a year ago or more than a year. It's it's, it, but it's felt like a sustained celebration party being thrown by Sony <laughs> to celebrate this game that is all promises and never comes out. I remember, like, last PlayStation experience, they topped off the night with a No Man's Sky concert experience, and everyone's, it's like this huge celebration of our love of No Man's Sky, this game that's never coming out. That, Actually, I, yeah, because that's when everybody turned it off, right? Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's just, and everything, that, it may be technically true that if every single player discovers a new planet every second for the next 70 million years, they'll still never discover all, that may be true, but it's pointless bullshit mush to say, because it's infinitely generated by the computer. Who cares? You're just saying mush. So you're being like a like a like a bullshit artist, kind of, because you're trying no, to fool people into thinking the game is huge when it really it's just generated by a computer. I don't know. Maybe I'm not being entirely fair. I just feel like this guy is kind of a bullshit artist at this point. It's it's different though because Molyneux was saying stuff that wasn't like, true. Oh, you can plant a tree and watch it grow. Right. So he he said stuff. Game and yeah, and he, none of that ended up actually happening. Well, Peter Molyneux would do a combination of saying things that were empirically untrue. As well yeah. as saying things that were sort of a skewing, like a mischaracterization of what it is. Yeah. So that's those are the two things he would do constantly. This guy, I feel like he's doing the second one. Like he's mis- kind of, I feel like he's kind of mischaracterizing a little bit. He's like kind of overpromising a little bit, just the way he's hyping it up. I don't know if anything he's saying is going to be demonstrably untrue or not. Maybe not. But just I, I, I just that the, I feel kind of a natural backlash against the way they've been celebrating this game for a sustained two year period that's never coming out that we barely have seen anything about <laughs> until like the last few months we've barely even seen the game um yeah I don't, I don't disagree with that aspect of it i think if they're gonna talk about it this much they need to back it up back it up some. And like and so even though they've shown the game at this point all we've really seen is that you can walk around and tag things and maybe shoot a rock like you don't really get a feeling of what it's actually like at the ground level to be really playing this game for hours like what are you doing for hours like, no, what does it make up the that? experience? They I don't do feel that. like I know what... I still... I, I know everyone in NeoGAF would, would flame me if I said this in a thread. Because yeah. that's just what they do. But I honestly feel like I don't know what the experience is like. I really well, don't know. Here's here's what I know about it. You can fly around. You can jump around to different systems. I could shoot an animal. Star systems. You can... Once you're in a star system, you can go to the planets in the star system. Uh, if you go to a planet that has wildlife or, well, you can, you can name planets. You're the first one to find 
and upload those into the big yeah. cloudy archive of them. So I, here's, um, yeah. so there's the exploration aspect. So I, yeah. I, I feel like what we've seen is you go to a planet and you can name things. You could see wildlife mm-hmm. walking around and shoot it. And that's kind of what you I've can, seen. But like, when I think of a game like this, I think of what is the gameplay loop? Like, where is it going? Like, when I play Don't Starve, where it's going is me building a bigger and bigger base. It's like, and me exploring more. And like, that's what it is. But, well, if, there but are what is the loop here? There are different tacks you can take in it. You can... What am I you, building? You, you can just explore if you want. I don't you want. You can buy a ship that's better at... Uh, it can jump bigger distances between systems so you can cover more ground when you're exploring. Is there any particular um, challenge that I'm going to overcome? Is there anything I'm headed well, towards? Well, there it depends. Yes, there is something you're headed towards. So the goal for the game is to get to the center of the known universe. Does the game That's, get more challenging as I go? Is there harder things to do in the game? Probably. Or is this they kind of just a walking that, simulator where you look at animals? They basically. haven't said that explicitly. And logically, it's going to get harder the closer you get to the center of the galaxy because everyone else is trying to get to the center of the galaxy. So if you're exploring, it's going to be harder and harder to find things that someone else hasn't found yet because player density is going to be higher the closer you get to the center. If you're doing the other things, like not exploring, if you want to be a trader, um, there's going to be more competition. There's going to be people trying to get the resources off planets. You know, So that's where the difficulty the comes thing. from is player density. This game density. is being hyped to high fuck. And, yeah. But think about it. The team is 10 people big. And yeah. their only pedigree, like their pedigree, their only game they've released is like Dangerous Joe for Android or whatever it is. <laughs> and it's like, why, like, why exactly are we putting so much faith in this thing when we haven't seen it yet? I think it's because of the potential it represents more A than 10 what people it team whose last is. game was Mighty Joe for Android. It's like, uh, I, I think they think that it's going to be the equivalent of like destiny is to wow as this is to eve online it's the Except casual eve online, version of eve eve online you in eve online you're you're leveling up you're getting new ships you're upgrading yeah, it things. does yeah it, it's more it, tangible. they do all the same things you can get new ships in uh, no man's sky you can upgrade your existing ship and you, you battle against buy... enemy fleets and stuff in destiny yeah it, it, you do the same thing. You can you can fight enemy ships and other players. In, I, uh, I don't know why I'm having this feeling so much, but I have the feeling I just don't know what the game's like. And and obviously <laughs> I'm not alone because that's a trope. At, or not a trope, well, but that's like, you, a, that's like a thing everyone says at this point. Yeah, it, it's a cliche, though. I mean, and that, that feeling you're feeling is called ignorance. <laughs> I feel like I it's because you don't know it. This. I can go name a rock or whatever, but I feel like I don't know what... When I'm playing a game sitting here for hours, what am I going to be working towards? Like, what am I doing? What am I going to be, like, enticed to do? I don't get well, it. Go look up anything you can do in EVE Online, and you can probably do that in No Man's Sky. But, like, a casual version of it. Beaver, go suck. I think that's a very, I think that's a very apt comparison. Destiny it. is to WoW as... No Man's Sky is to Eve Online. Right. You're welcome. I can't believe that you're not getting Fallout 4. Just whatever. I am going to get Fallout 4. Get on Battlefront to, on PC tonight and let's check it out. I might. It's uh, early yet. I'm going to download it right after this. 
and then you're going to have to get on there. I like some Star Wars. Bob, are you going to Star Wars? I'll probably check it out after this on PC. Yeah, sure. Let's do that right now. All right, let's do it. All right, let's get out of here. Let's Wrap hang up, up on these losers and uh, Fuck in a let's star some wars. Our new search phrase is fucking a few names. So, Destiny, guys, if uh, you're wondering where I was Wednesday night instead of doing quests and, or Thursday night. <laughs> you have to was, wait until TZ to find Wars. out what happened to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to tune in, guys. Yep. So, uh, yeah. you can follow us on Twitter. Were you going to say something, Peter? Yeah, I'm at, at TwoTimingPete on Twitter. Oh, that's right. We're actually talking about your twitter now i forgot we need to update that i've got like uh, i've got like 1700 followers i think but i didn't can i just i didn't cheat any of them they just came organically can i just take drac off this yeah fucking probably we're erasing drac from the show right now from history he's fading out from the picture marty mcfly style in one or two more episodes we won't even acknowledge that he ever existed Right. On the website, can we have his picture starting to fade? Fade out. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it fades out 1% a month or something. Okay. Or Wait, is this, is 1% this a week. Is even on the website? Uh, I'm not sure if it's still there. I don't know if it's so. still there. I, I actually don't know if it is. It's not there. Oh, that was such a good idea. Oh, I, I, it's not there. We can't do it. Every episode he participates in, we bump the opacity back up 10%. So that buys him another 10 weeks or something. And if he ever completely disappears, he's off the show for good. I just like that Marty McFly, when his picture was almost gone, he started disappearing in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen to Drac. Yeah, he's got, he's got a kid to, to feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Kid Dracula's sake, Wait, I hope that doesn't happen in KD, real life. Kid Drac would also start to vanish if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So we don't want that. That's not, we're messing with fire here. Let's not mess with this. So yeah, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at, at @tapezilla at @rjtz at @sdbtz and apparently at two timing Pete. And I'm pretty much the only one of us that tweets fairly regularly. I do not tweet. I read tweets very regularly. Right. I just don't. I go through phases. Right. Yeah. Well, you told us about your uh, splits or whatever. Today. They're snits. Today, <laughs> today I found snits and I'm addicted. Why are they called snits? They're just I, dried I apples. Have, I don't have a fucking clue why they're called snits, but I'm only going to call them snits from now on. In fact, How when I brought I the little that? bag up, S N I T Z. When I brought the bag up to the woman, I'm like, just getting me some snits. <laughs> Did she know? Did she nod knowingly? I think she's the one who bagged them, so probably. Uh. Oh, they look like potato chips. Yeah, but they're apples. It's, it's yeah, apple. I want that. They're so good. Apple Maybe snits. Bobby will send you oh, some. It's, uh, it's TS, not TZ. Oh, speaking yeah. of Bobby sending people yeah, stuff, enough. Bobby sent me a 30th anniversary Mario amiibo. I did. I, he, he sent me. Oh, yeah, he sent me a, a NES. NES no one cares. <laughs> I care. <laughs> I care a little bit. I still. I said when I got it that I was going to make a Mario Maker level starring NES. And I, I mm-hmm. haven't done it yet, but I'm still going to do it. Maybe after I play Battlefront, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Wow, we didn't even talk about Mario Maker. Oh, shit. We're we we have all kinds of codes we could paste to make you guys play. Yeah. Let, let's talk shit. about Mario Maker next time. This all is right. cutting into Star Wars time. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have the NES yeah. level next time, and you guys can play it. All right. I am not going to play it because I do not have Mario Maker. Um, you can see us on the web at tapezilla.net. You, uh, That's definitely... where you get all the info. That's right. where you get the info, guys. Yeah, like the show notes. 
that's going to have the the crazy manual picture from the Transformers tape with the weird stats. But uh, if you're going to do one thing, you should really subscribe, rate, and or review on iTunes. It would really help us out, and uh, no one seems to be doing that, which is greatly disappointing. We haven't had a new show in like two years. We haven't given anything away for free for doing it either. Yeah. I don't like I don't like bribing people. Yeah, I don't either. It makes Especially me since feel it was like my stuff. I don't like buying people's stuff, except for you guys. Yeah. Oh wow. When you click All on right. it, when you click on a game in GameFly, it shows like a trailer in the background now. That's pretty sweet. But yeah. I didn't know GameFly still existed. I, I just yeah, I still for long. I just use it to find out what games are coming out. Like I just use it as a release list. That's all I do. <laughs> there's there's nowhere else you can get that information. Yeah, it feels like there isn't. Really. It is pretty easy there. I'll give them that. Hmm. Do you know Redbox now has uh, PS4 and Xbox games? They oh, do. Nice. Yep. And they want fucking $3 a day. Yeah, but they give you codes yeah, to well, try stuff. I used it last weekend. I didn't know they had PS4 yeah. stuff yet. But it was free. Yeah. So. yeah. If, if, the, if Battlefront looks anything like... If, if it on PC looks anything like it does in these original videos, then this is going to be good. Because the PS4 version looked nothing like this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I downloaded it on the PlayStation from work today, which is the first time I've done that, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Big big props to Sony for uh, the cool factor there. Uh, so I guess I'll try it on the PC first. Yeah. Just and play then that, see what play it looks that other like. level before you go uh, dismissing the visuals on PS4. Okay, I'll, yeah. sh- I'll give the other level a chance on PS4, but come on. All right. I, I want to see it on PC now. All right, so we're going to go star some wars. All right, guys. This you was guys fun. Star some wars. It was fun. That's now fun. that your PC is back, we should make this a regular thing. And say, we should say it with me. Fuck in a fune. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay. No. Okay. Don't. Fuck I mean, him. the the episode title may say that, but I'm not going <laughs> to. <say that. laughs> we we may not agree with that, right? Man. All right. Hey, I, I will. Look, Mega Man Five is awesome. Yeah. If he had anything to do with that, then we're cool. Okay. We him. Well, let's sort of fuck him then. I want to know, look, if he, like, phoned in Mega Man 5 and some other guy really was the one working on it, then Fuck the I ad. might be with you. Yeah, I then might be with you. let's get that other guy on the show. <laughs> maybe he has, he, some, maybe he has some dirt on Inafune. What's he up to now? <laughs> How weird would it be? Like, it would be such a good angle, like, finding people who were involved in old NES games you remember and getting interviewing them. Because it would be, be interesting to hear some of those stories and some of these... Games. We tried that. Yeah. We were going to do that. That was uh, yeah. that Death was Valley the, Rally. Death Valley Rally's yeah. 20th anniversary or whatever. Be now we got to wait. Now we got to wait for the 30th anniversary. Actually, no, wait. It was 25. Because then we're going to do for 20. This might be 27 coming up. Yeah, there was so no, we got to wait. There was no internet back then. You had no real access to anything that went on behind the scenes at games back then. It would just be weird to find out what actually went on behind the scenes with those games you remember from your childhood. Yeah, it's fun. We should. Let's next episode. We'll get somebody on Mega Man Classic, Five guy. Uh, yeah. Whoever works on Mega Man Five, I'll contact him. You guys got some homework to do. All right. Hey, hey, let's keep the noise in the background down, right. huh? Yeah. All right. We might cut that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.